Oh my God. Oh my God. Good morning, guys. Good morning. I do apologize. A few minutes late. Um, I had it. I was hoping to start at 1030, exactly at 1030, but um, Murphy's Law, you know, things will happen when things need to not happen, but you know, it is what it is. Uh, with that being said, good morning, sabaho, um, good afternoon, and good day. And I realized that I uh, I should be silencing my Pixel 4a. Otherwise, we will be receiving notifications uh, throughout the actual stream. Um, but specifically, we're going to be talking about the Pixel 4a either way. So good uh, good morning, uh, Fanny K. Uh, hopefully, I'm saying that correctly. Good morning, sabaho. Actually, let me go ahead and move the stream a little bit higher here so we can get... Oh, yeah. Absolutely. I still wish uh, StreamYard would allow me to do a pop-up uh, chat specifically so that I can actually see the, the, the comments in here. Uh, with that being said, uh, it is Saturday uh, the 8th, so it is 8 8 20. Um, actually, this number could be a lucky day in certain cultures, um, especially the Asian cultures, as 8 is uh, so, you know, supposed to be a good one. Um, Arsenal Glasgow, hey, uh, Salam, <laughs> good morning. Didn't, hey, wow, okay, yeah, no, didn't, is Arsenal playing? Is there a match going on today? I didn't even get a chance to. Yeah. Uh, good morning, Greg. Uh, you know, guys are starting to join in. Actually, you know, let me let me bring the stream back where it is because otherwise it's going to look like I am looking away from you guys the whole time. Um, it is, yeah. Uh, but it is extremely hard. <laughs> I'm getting old. I am getting old here. Uh, you know, actually, I just realized what I can do here. Absolutely. Uh, just what? Oh, Mushtab, Mushtaba, Mushtaba. Alan, just watch the last video you did. Just an amazing collection uh, of watches you got. Uh, yes, thank you, thank you very much. I'm. Um, it's a problem, really. <laughs> I think it's a problem. Uh, that, along with true wireless headphones or headphones in general, wired or true wireless, I think it's a problem. I like I, I like to collect them, and I like to have a obviously different generations. Um, and the generations that I showed you uh, in that video that we just uh, that he's referencing here is um, we're talking about the Galaxy Watch uh, Three. Uh, this this little guy, the guy that's sitting on my arm, and um, so Samsung announced it. We saw the announcement on Wednesday, and lo and behold, Best Buy has this, and not only does it have it, it's available to pick up the same day. Uh, so I picked it up and got in there. Faisal, hey, good morning. Uh, not Welcome back, guys. And then um, I've been using it for the last couple of days, and I wanted to push out the video yesterday. And even though I kind of pushed it out really late, uh, I also did push out, by the way, the Arabic version of that this morning. So if you're looking for the Arabic side, I know generally I'll get a couple comments on the video. Um, if uh, the English generally goes out first, Arabic will go right after. As I'm editing the, in the process, I shoot the videos in English, then Arabic, and that's generally how I release them. Not that there's any personal preference there. Uh, Sabaho Aditya, good morning. Uh, uh, <laughs> uh, oh, yeah, yeah, that's right. Faisal again, Greg, uh, me too. <laughs> yeah. um, and then, uh, so the essential thing that I wanted to share with you guys is obviously the improvements. And my main thing for me, at least, with the release of the Active 2 last year. So last year, we saw an update to the Galaxy Watch. The Galaxy Watch was one of my, my favorite watches. Um, even though they didn't really get the color set up for me, because I personally like to have the darker color, uh, that two-tone color actually was really good, a large display, and we still had that turning bezel or the crown, whatever you, you want to call it. Um, and I saw that they went digital last year with the Active 2. Great. Yeah, I understand You know what they're trying to do. Obviously, they're saying, hey, let's move away from mechanical things. They'll go digital. It'll be less uh, issues, less, uh, I, you know, less possibilities of things breaking up. And of course, that's what we got in there. Uh, and then that was okay. I got the watch. I did review it. 
Um, but the main thing that I had that my concern with it essentially is I didn't feel like it looked, um, it looked like it followed the same aesthetics of what we wanted with the Galaxy watches. They generally look like a regular watch and where the Galaxy Active 2 felt more like a fitness tracker looking watch because of the minimalistic presence there. So enters the Galaxy Watch 3, definitely the watch we've been looking for, at least for me. Um, there's two versions of it, and I kind of did cover that in the video. The uh, You have the... Uh... Wow, okay, Faisal is interesting. So we'll, we'll jump into that. I want, actually, I do have a comment regarding the, um, the Note 20 Ultra, specifically in the market that it's in. But the wrap-up of the video, essentially, we go over some of the comparisons with the Galaxy line of devices, so the Galaxy Active 2, the watch, uh, as well as the Galaxy Gear S3 Frontier, which essentially was the first one that had the spinning crown. And then I compare it to the TicWatch Pro, and then, of course, the Huawei Watch GT and GT2. Uh, that video just went up last night, so if you haven't checked that out, uh, that's the video right before this one on the channel. And, of course, the Arabic one just got posted. Um, but I do want to talk real quick regarding Faisal, uh, Faisal Siddiqui's um, comment right here. So it seems like the Note 20 and Note 20 Ultra, that was the other thing that happened on Wednesday with the unpacked. Salam alaikum. Uh, Henry, good morning. Good afternoon. <laughs> well, it depends, right? I mean, it's 1040. It's kind of mid-morning brunch time. You know, anybody want to serve some brunch? Um, but the, yeah, on Wednesday, the announcement of the Note 20 and the Note 20 Ultra had some kind of, um, there's certain controversy around. And I say that mostly because there's a few things that went up. Um, one of them is the processor that you're talking about, which is the, the Exynos version of the processing uh, power there for specific markets. And then, of course, the other thing is, of course, that the Galaxy S20 or Note 20 is um, basically made out of the, the material on the back is essentially plastic, not glass. And does it make sense for a company to charge $1,000 for a phone that essentially is, has a plastic material on it, be it as it may reinforce the best possible plastic that you can get? Generally, flagships and devices that cost $1,000 and plus are generally glass. You get Gorilla Glass 4, Gorilla Glass 5, uh, definitely glass on glass material. Shifting over to plastic and still charging the premium price tag started causing a lot of questions. The other thing that also came up, which also is, uh, is a little bit interesting, um, it's releasing it also in a different skew. So the, the format that we generally have had in years is we've had the Note line follow the S line. So if the S line, the S10 last year came up with the 855, well, the Note line came out with the 855. We didn't have the 855 plus on the Note uh, Note 10 last year. That was something that Samsung's always done. It They carried over the processor. Uh, some optimizations are done, generally a bigger battery, a bigger display. This year, we're looking a little bit different. So we notice A, the display is definitely physically, the, the physical aspects of the device is bigger than the S20 Ultra. So I'm comparing Ultra to Ultra. But the processing power is slightly different. The Qualcomm chipset, so generally the one that comes to the US, is the Qualcomm Snapdragon 865 Plus. It's a great processor. It's an upgrade from what we saw with the 865. Obviously, the X50 modem that comes in there, the X55 modem there. And at that point, we're getting the capabilities of 5G, but also a better version of the processor. So they finally went forward. The assumption was that obviously the Exynos would probably can, you know, follow suit. We will get a plus version or somewhat of an overclocked version of the Exynos 990, which was the processor that we saw with the S20 line of devices. Surprisingly, though, they released the, uh, the Exynos model with the same processor. So they kept that heritage of S line to Note line. But then when they went over for the processor on the Qualcomm, they went over to the plus which I think it's a great opportunity, 
but it's just a little bit of a mixed feeling, especially for people that are outside of the US that want to get the Note line and at this point feel like they're missing out. First, there was a generational gap between the i90 and the S20 uh, and the uh, 865. And now the gap is even bigger since this is an overclocked version of the 865 and it's still the 990. So I'm with you, Faisal, on that one. Uh, and it, of course, it is going to be released with what it seems like, at least in Faisal's uh, place. Um, Faisal, if you don't mind sharing with me which region you're in, uh, but I'm assuming it's in the Middle East, they're releasing also a lower RAM version of it with 8 gigs of RAM and 256 gigs of internal storage, uh, which is, I'm not sure why they would do an 8 gig uh, version. I would probably go maybe a 10, since technically 12 is what they were starting with, but it's different options uh, that we're getting there. And uh, so one of those little things that Samsung likes to do in the middle of their offers, uh, in their announcements, um, Oh, Henry, hey, so Henry's on the East Coast. So yeah, definitely, it is in the afternoon. Uh, good, hey, Gary's in the in the chat. Good morning. Good, I love it. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and good night. <laughs> uh, he's just covered everybody in there, but as long as you don't exit, man, we, sh we should be okay. We should be good. Uh, Greg, again, um, I didn't like the camera hump on the Note 20 Ultra. It seems a little bit more pronounced, so... Uh, I thought it was massive on the uh, on the honestly on the S20 Ultra and the case is pretty much the only reason why it became kind of uh, acceptable you can kind of it's a little bit more flush um I did get a chance to play with the Note 20 Ultra yesterday so that was the exciting part of my afternoon yesterday I got a chance to hang out with a buddy of mine uh Joshua Vergar as you guys know and then of course you know he's he's working on his content and so on and I got a chance to check it out so I, I looked at it and I was like wow it's bigger than the S20 Ultra. Physically, a little bit bigger, but it, the uh, the boxiness of the Note line uh, makes it so that it becomes a little bit more pronounced. So when you hold it, because it's slightly more edgy, it's not as rounded on the corners. It looks physically bigger, and it is a little ever so sl a small uh, small amount on the uh, on the width at least. So that was a surprise to me. Um, let's see what else we have here. Uh, DTS uh, the fire. Uh, uh, Shabbat Shalom, my friend. Oh, hey. Uh, honestly, I forgot about that, Gary. Uh, I didn't realize you, ce uh, you celebrate. Shabbat Shalom, my friend. Habibna, uh, ahlan. Why does LG not release the V60 in the Middle East? I think I think it's a staged release, right? So the V60 was different than the V60. Uh, uh, different other devices that they've done in the past. They released it literally in a specific market. So we saw it in the US, we have it on most carriers. And I feel like it's still the powerhouse of, between the V60 and the Velvet. The Velvet though is going across the world, right? We have European launch, we have an Asian launch, we have a US launch now that it's available in the US. Um, although only one carrier to date, we've seen teasers of it. So the V60 in the US is, I think which most people, most reviewers in the US received it. But as why is it not coming to the Middle East? I'm not sure. Uh, right now, the best thing I would probably say is seriously is picking it up used, unlocked uh, by the seller. So if you're able to pick it up from somebody that bought it and wants to sell it, um, a you'll save money because the price will be lower. B you're still going to be able to get the uh, features of what Sam, you know, LG is providing us there. And hopefully they picked it up with the case so you can get a good deal. But as to specific reasons, I, I the V60 launch has it's been interesting. I would have imagined the V60 been the one that went all around the world, and the the Velvet would have been more of the specific market because of the you know the 765 compared to the 865. So you would go, you would assume that that would be the 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 uh, the I would say the marketing plan. That's the best way to say. Um, so here, uh, Mushtaba is saying in my country, uh, it's oh, so it's it's close to India. So middle yeah, in the Middle East. Why is LG not putting it? Uh, yeah, how are you guys doing? 
Gary's hanging out with us. Uh, we have Greg and uh, Suraj and everybody. And I haven't seen Matt or Sam yet. Oh, hey, Mar uh, Marilyn, good morning. I pre-ordered the Note 20 Ultra for the US, but wish it came um, with a 256. So Marilyn, that was one thing that I also noticed. Uh, they chose the the storage capacity in an interesting design, right? They didn't give us a step process. They went straight from 128 to 512. And although we have expanded, so one thing that we have, at least with the, with the Note 20, I feel like this is a better option, is that we still have an SD card option. So you're able to put in an SD card. And Samsung does support one of the fastest transfer rates on SD cards. If you put in a little bit more money on a good SD card, Marilyn, I think there's not going to be a big issue for you to be able to store your images. So you let your camera store directly, uh, directly into the uh, actual SD card and then let the internal storage, the 126, be your playground for apps and so on. I think for the most part, that'll be the, the best situation. That's how I have it on my Note 20, uh, on my S20 Ultra. I don't tend to buy um, the additional storage, the 512 and so on. Uh, A, the up, up in price is so big that I feel like it's not justified, especially when we have an SD card. Now, if you were getting the Note 20, the standard model of the two, at that point, I would recommend you going for the 256 because at that point, you're you're kind of stuck, right? They, they've done some interesting compromises, but still charged $1,000 on a Note 20. Decisions, decisions. It is what it is, but those are the things that we have to live with at least for now. Till till people start till people start receiving the Note 20s for us to see that impression, because most reviewers are using the Note 20 Ultras, and that's what Samsung sent out. And so for me, it's a little bit of a, an interesting dilemma. Which one should you choose? I think you made the right decision, and believe it or not, that's the one I ordered the the, the Note 20 Ultra um, with uh, the 128. But I went with the white one, uh, Marilyn. If you don't if you don't mind sharing with me, which color did you go with? Um, I didn't want to go with that that bronze color that we saw in all the videos. Now, as much as as interesting as that color is, I feel like for me, I didn't feel like it was this was something I'd be able to uh, you know pull off. That'll be, that maybe that's the best way to say it. Um, yeah, definitely. And and uh, Aditya is also asking, questioning is which one are you upgrading from? That'll be interesting also for them to find out. Uh, Greg is also hanging out. Uh, let's see here. Ah, here you are. See, okay. So I wanted somebody to kind of comment on it. I just posted about it, of course. Uh, let's put the mic a little bit away. Guys, I mean, if, if we had to go with personalized merch, it's just ridiculous. Um, so I, I got the email from Sam and he mentioned that he was going to send something over and he sent it over, but I didn't realize that the shirt was going to be literally like it says TK with the cross, the podcast. And then um, let me show you guys real quick here. Switch over there. They also have uh, some nice, this one's actually a keychain that comes in. This is the lady that put in the creations. And then, of course, the stickers, guys, the stickers, really cool, two sizes of the stickers. And, of course, the shirt is absolutely fantastic. It's it's very nice. The material is really good, uh, soft, and, of course, just extremely high quality. And the lady even includes the instructions on how to wash it, you know, folding it inside out. Don't uh, don't use it with any other colors and no bleach. So very, very nice. Uh Oh, dude. Oh, yeah, that's right. So you guys are getting some of the well, I think the whole I, I think I was talking to uh, one of my buddies in the UK a couple of days ago, UK is going through a, a heat a heat wave on their own. I'm assuming Matt, you're in that same position as well. And um, so try to stay safe, try to be uh, cool if you can. And if you uh, if you have access to cooling stations, areas, different places, if you're out and about, or if you need to be in a situation where you need to cool down, um, at least in the US, I know there are specific areas that are considered to be cooling stations. So you can definitely look up your local resources and see what's available. Uh, but uh, Gary, I'm glad that you're doing good. 
Uh, Matt, hopefully you're doing nice. Um, so here, uh, okay, so Farouk, okay, wait, did I get it wrong? No, yeah, so Farouk uh, is asking, hi, would you recommend the S20 Ultra or the Note 20 Ultra? Up till the point that I had used it yesterday and I played around with it a little bit, I would probably say go with the Note 20. There is a big, um, there's a big fix in the Note 20 Ultra that I feel like needed to happen to the S20 Ultra that is still plaguing it to date. Um, since the release, the S20 Ultra had a big issue. First and foremost was the fact that we had a really large sensor, right? The 108 megapixel sensor that we have on the S20 Ultra. Um, it's also the periscope uh, lens, which means the, the camera lens sensor is not actually sitting straight out the way with most of our cameras. It's actually sitting perpendicular to the actual, uh, to the body itself. So the phone is straight, but the sensor is going this way and then shoots out for us to get that 100 times space zoom that they wanted to put out. Um, the Note 20 fixed the autofocusing issue so, so good. Uh, it pulls focus so quickly. Touch the focus is so, I mean, it's it's almost as good as the Xperia 1 Mark II with the level of fo uh, focus pull. It doesn't have the same focus points as, as uh, the Xperia does, but it definitely is the, the camera that you would have expected from an S20 Ultra. So if you're, if the camera is a big thing for you and you definitely appreciate that, I would go, I would go with that. The concerns that I have with the Note 20 Ultra is that we dropped 500 milliamp uh, milliampere on the battery, and presumably that's to fit the uh, the S Pen since there is an S Pen insert in there. But I felt like since the phone is physically bigger, why did we not have the same battery? Why not go with the 5000 to keep the same charging? Um, and then the the other thing, of course, is we dropped the headphones, so there's no more headphones in the package. So. I personally would say it depends on what you're looking for. If the camera is a big thing, I would go with the Note 20. If battery life and extended usage is a more important thing, if you feel like the S20 Ultra still works a little bit better. Uh, they're both very close in physical size. They're both very big phones, but you get 500 extra milliampere on the battery. You still get the expandable storage. You're still getting this year's processor. The 865 is quite capable. You get 5G. The plus is literally an 850 an 865 overclocked ever so small and it really will not show in a day-to-day -day usage absolutely no difference in performance when it comes to the 865 and the 865 plus for general usage i'm not talking that if you're trying to export a video this may not save you a couple of seconds but at the end of the day that's a big difference in price point when you're talking from the s20 to the uh, note 20. note 20 starts at 12.99 the s20 you can probably pick it up now uh reasonably used in good condition for about 800 bucks it's actually a lot cheaper. Uh, Michael, uh, oh, here, Michael Proper, uh, oh, uh, Michael Pepper Tech. Uh, hey, TK, uh, hope you're having a blessed, uh, def, absolutely, thank you. Hope you're having a great and blessed weekend as well. Uh, it's definitely cooler for us, uh, but it's still a warm weekend and it's warming back up. And I'm, and I'm nursing a... Uh, I'm nursing a little bit of an issue on my right knee. So I'm wearing a, a knee brace for the weekend just to help isolate the issue and hopefully get recouped and be able to go back to running in the near future. I, I miss running. I didn't get a chance to run at all this week. Um, oh, morning, Matt. Yeah, definitely, Greg. Uh, oh, here. So Matt, is. I'm glad you like the gifts, uh, gift packet. So <laughs> glad we could get it. I appreciate it. No, definitely. Uh, Sam, Sam did a banging job. You guys both are absolutely fantastic. Actually, I just posted it also on Twitter, uh, just showing the picture we wanted to share with people. Um, the green color is absolutely, I felt like it was the best. I normally would have gone with blue, but the green on white and just if the material that you get there is really nice. The stickers and everything, those are things are going to fit. I will be basically working with the lady to try to uh, work out a couple of samples because I have a couple of different vendors that I want to see the uh, the samples and the, the material and how it goes. And of course, for cost, I feel like um, 
Teespring from uh, the Google option that we have directly on our uh, on the YouTube thing isn't doing as well. And um, the pricing, I feel like, is a little bit too much for what they're offering. So I feel if we can do something to improve the price, I'm, I'm really, really looking forward to it. And I, got, I also posted at... Um, it was like TikTok of the of one of the guys I'm working with. He actually did an entire TikTok uh, time lapse of the embroidery of the hat, which I I got the email saying it's shipped, so it should be here next week, and uh, we'll I'll post as soon as I get that as well. Um, yeah, man, no, dude, I uh, so uh, no air conditioning in the UK. So this is something that I'm uh, very intrigued, and uh, and I hope. I hope that at some point this, because this isn't the first year, right? Because I think a few years ago, there was also another big heat wave coming in. And as a, generally the UK for me, whenever I've traveled there, it's always been mild temperatures. It's always been cool, like 70s at the most generally, and then it cools down a lot at night. Those are generally the temperatures I'm expected. You know, northern uh, northern countries generally don't get this, this hot. Uh, but I was even talking to Saf, uh, for, uh, Super Saf, uh, you know, you guys, he was here a few weeks ago and he's having to deal with all of that. I mean, uh, this is hard and portable ACs are selling like hotcakes in the UK. So please be safe, Matt. And uh, I mean, I'm, I'm pretty sure that, you know, your work has AC, but uh, the house is going to be hard. And that's, I'm hoping it does cool down a lot at night. Uh, Marilyn, I think Marilyn did answer. Let's see what Marilyn is saying. Uh, okay. So here, so Marilyn said, I went for the bronze one um, and the bronze buds live. I went with the black bu uh, buds live with the white one. I wanted to go with that stormtrooper color going on, but that was just me. Mostly because also the camera, the camera module on the back of the uh, Note 20 Ultra uh, is, you know, the black color. So you had the black and white going on there for the stormtrooper look. And then, of course, the black buds there. Um, she went from, oh, from the Note 10 Plus uh, in Aura Glow. I like that one. Uh, and then, of course, we was always go with the the black one before, which to me, I felt like was the more, I feel like that, that was always more the, the more uh, appealing in aesthetics because it worked with everything. Uh, if you do put a case on your device, obviously, the black one will be the, the one that you don't really, you know, you don't really worry too much. But for me, I tend to get cases that are open back. So you can see here that the black one, you can see the color here. So for me, having that red on white, uh, that's going to just look really fantastic. Uh, kind of similar to the way you have it here. So this is that one that one case that we found a few weeks ago on um, for Ghost Tech. I picked it up for the Pixel 4a, and and of course it just looks really really nice. Um, Matt's doing yeah he, he's I'm doing <laughs> uh, I'm good Gary COVID not kicking my ass yet. Oh man no take care man be be careful. Last thing we want to hear is that that those type of stories. Um, Jason's coming up. Hey man good morning. Uh, good morning. What's up? Uh, yeah, ni nice ones. Loves from India. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate it, uh, Dinesh. Uh, Ernie. So, uh, salut, mon ami. Um, Ernie Manning. Hey, good morning. Uh, oh, man, definitely, definitely. Yeah, Gary's in there as well. Let's see here what's happening with Aditya, uh, Matt Tyler. Um, so comments here coming in with Farouk. Uh, have you have you been able to take a look at the Fold? Not yet on the Fold 2. Soon. I hope very, very soon. I'm working on something on that. Um, they That 6.2 inch on the front or the front facing display was my only reason why I got rid of the last version. I actually had the Fold, the first generation Fold twice. I bought it at launch, sold it. Then I came back and I said, you know, let, let me try it again. I want to see how it went because I, I was expecting them to have a release of the Fold 2 or some information about it and unpacked in February. Nothing happened there, but we had the Z Flip and I did a video for you guys there. Um, I think the front-facing display should have been this from the beginning. There is no reason for the front-facing display to be so small on the first-generation Fold. I feel like as a designer, as a person that's putting it out there, giving us such a small display on the front, I think they felt like this was going to be like, hey, 
we want them to open the phone all the time. And then obviously there's been the whole situation with the folding issues and mechanisms, the initial release and recall and a whole bunch of things with the original fold. Uh, my hope is that the new brush system that they're talking about works well. I, uh, the front-facing display will probably force me not to use the internal one as much, which could translate to an extended battery life or also extended usage life for most people that buy the Fold. Um, the additional premium, though, that they're talking about, that, that's going to be a little bit harder to, to swallow. It's about $2,200. Um, and if you think about it in the U.S., it's probably like $2,400, depending where you are and the tax, you know, the, the state tax that you're in. It's going to be crazy, uh, but I'm looking forward to it. I'm, ac I'm actually excited about the Fold 2. Uh, that one, they said they were going to start showing up on September 1st for the initial announcement, as well as the pre-orders will start on September 1st. Um, there's been some leaks with it, and obviously the pictures that we saw at Unpacked. I think it's the right move for them. I think it's a good device. It's still going to be in that same point where I think a lot of people will buy it mostly just to do videos for it and check it out. Is it going to be this massive seller? I don't think so. And I also don't think it's going to be available in mass quantities. Um, the one thing that I did notice from the first release that is a little bit different, at the beginning of this year when the Z Flip released in the US, not every carrier went on and per basically signed up for it. And I, I guess it was some kind of a, uh, either just they didn't want to jump on it or whatever. But it seems like with the uh, Z Flip 5G, and I do apologize for hitting the mic again, uh, actually T-Mobile is jumping on the bandwagon with that one and we're seeing more carriers picking it up. So my goal is to see more. The, the first fold, I think only AT&T carried it. And you had, so those are the ones you pick up at the store. You have either the AT&T model, which is locked to AT&T, or you had to wait and then you also can get the unlocked one. The unlocked one were in less uh, demand because, well, take that back. The unlocked one was in more demand than the AT&T and you tended to find the AT&T one. But if you're not a subscriber, um, I don't think it makes sense to purchase it because you cannot unlock it without being an AT&T customer. So short story is I hope I hope that the new one will definitely have better support and more carrier um, you know, support on that one. Uh, it's just to me as a device, the best thing to explain it is you have a tablet in your pocket anytime you want. And that's the beauty of it. You can open up the, the landscape. You have so much more uh, real estate to work with. Uh, the new version has a bigger display. Obviously, we're, we're looking at some improvements there. Uh, we don't have that uh, space zoom, which is what we saw there. So the camera itself, I think, is more of the Note 20 camera than the Note 20 Ultra. But it still should be a pretty good improvement. And of course, wireless charging, reverse wireless charging, a side mount and fingerprint sensor, all of the good things that we anticipate. Uh, let's see real quick here. Uh, oh, yeah, definitely on the... I, I, Believe me, that's one of the phones I, my goal essentially is as soon as I'm done with the Note 20 Ultra type of initial work is I'm going to be a comparison with the S20 Ultra. I'm going to be selling the S20 Ultra to start building up the funds to buy uh, the, uh, the the Fold, at least to, to be able to cover it. So I may, even if I don't keep it for the long run and I end up having to sell it, it's something that I definitely want to cover on the channel. Um, Gary, uh, oh, so Dinesh is... I want to buy the OnePlus 8 um, as my uh, as my, my first okay first smartphone from Samsung. I'm making uh, a tremendous job on the camera job, and I broke my dream phone. But uh, this is I can afford. So the OnePlus 8 is not the the OnePlus 8 is actually not a bad place to be in. I think if you think of what they've done over the years, the 8 and the 8 Pro are actually pretty comparable. The difference obviously is you're just not getting the same set of cameras and the OnePlus 8 is closer to the OnePlus 7T. It's still a good experience. They did improve uh, the uh, actual overall usability of the device and that's the main benefit. 
Um, and the 90 hertz display with the curved display, the design looks really good. Uh, it's something to be able to consider. Or if you want to wait a little bit till the T line comes in in the next few months, if you're able to, then you can pick up the uh, OnePlus 8 Pro for a less price. Because that's generally when people will start. Some people that like to upgrade could be selling their 8 Pros. And then you can save up some money there. Uh, Manish has a question. Uh, Microsoft's xCloud banned an Apple App Store. Um, that was a surprise. Well, actually, take that back. It was a surprise that it be that it was just you know so like ah, nope, we're not going to put you in there. No, no, we're we're going to only keep our stuff in there. Um, I'm not sure if this was done just for marketing pay purposes, but it just kind of shows us really the the ability of monopolizing certain you know access stores, right? If you're on the Apple ecosystem, if you're on an iPhone or an iPad, and you want to be able to enjoy those things as a gamer, so a lot of people that play games are not specifically married to one ecosystem over another when it comes to Android or, or iOS devices because they don't generally relate to each other. But when you start bringing in Microsoft xCloud, especially when a lot of gamers are starting to play their games on their mobile devices and you want to be able to play those online streaming options on your device, and then you say, sorry, you can't do this, it, it gets a very interesting, uh, you know, it's, it's definitely going to shift the demand, pretty much shifting it to Android at this point because that's mostly what works. Um, and of course, the Note 20 comes in with the high refresh rate, and you obviously have the ability of having some of the benefits there to be able to play games like, you know, Gear, Halo, and all of the different games that you want to play. So for me, they shouldn't have done that. This is this is just literally them saying, sorry, this is competing with our own products. I understand. But at the end of the day, uh, you know, I can pick up a Pixel device and I can pick up a, uh, you know, a Chromecast or something like that that runs against what uh, Amazon does on their ecosystem without having to deal with any of the stuff there. So I don't feel like there's a real competition against you because at the end of the day, you're still making money off of it. You're actually getting a commission off of whatever service you run through your app store. So at the end, you're kind of hurting your own pocket. Uh, I agree that this may eat up some uh, maybe small margins of gamers that maybe want to use your service. But if you think of the general overall, just the Xbox, uh, just the overall user base of that system, and if they're using iPhones, they're going to be using it. You're going to make your commission. At the end of the day, you're, you're, you're getting the money. There's just the question is, do you get it straight from your ecosystem or do you get it divided between two different systems? So it just, I, I was just very... This week's news uh, on, on, you know, this type of stuff, as well as, you know, certain things not being allowed in certain countries, it's just very interesting. Um, which one would you choose? Uh, if uh, the OnePlus Nord, with, uh, for, which is the 2,800,000 uh, uh, rupees, uh, or do you go with the Pixel 4a for 30,000? Um, so I'll say this. Uh, one of the things I was doing yesterday when I was hanging out with uh, my friend is um, I was actually doing a camera comparison. That video should be coming out very soon for you guys. A little bit of a sneak peek into some of the quality of the images. Um, and I'm assuming the big thing, obviously, that you're looking between the two is the camera performance. Now, we're talking either Snapdragon 765 or the Snapdragon 730. There's 5G on one and 4G on the other, but it depends on the market. If you're not even in it, if you don't have 5G in your area, this, is, this becomes a non-issue anyways. Um, camera performance right now, I would say that the Pixel 4a still performs the best. As a still camera photography, the Pixel 4a is absolutely hands down one of the best devices in this price point. The fact is you can take images and the, and you know, they're going to come out good. They're just very hard. It's very hard to mess up a picture on a pixel. Seriously. It's really hard to mess up a picture on a pixel. Uh, when it comes to the Nord, uh, we are getting the same stuff that we normally get from OnePlus, the slightly oversaturated colors, a little bit boosted in there. 
Um, I do like the fact that the Nord has more than one camera. That's one thing that the Pixel is still not doing for us. I understand that this is a 350 uh, device. Don't get me wrong. I'm, I'm understanding the the, uh, the tailored experience that we have on both of these devices. The Nord is a, a, a budget-friendly version of the 8 and the 8 Plus, and the Pixel 4 is a budget-friendly version of the Pixel 4 and Pixel 4 XL. Totally understandable. Uh, so with that being said, the flexibility of the camera would be one of my only things that I would say. They're both going to take good pictures. If you like the, the camera science that OnePlus has used over the years, you're going to be perfectly fine with the way the Nord performs. Uh, and if you want to be able to have multiple cameras, then the Nord is going to be the it for you. Uh, the front-facing camera, surprisingly, uh, the camera on the Pixel 4a is somewhere in between the two cameras on the Nord. So it's not too tight and it's not too wide. And it still works pretty good for both ends. Uh, but again, for photography, uh, hands down, I think the Pixel 4a wins. So uh, that little difference between the 28,000 to, uh, you know, to 30,000 rupees, I would say, see if you're, there is maybe a promotion or something that can bridge the gap for you. But I would recommend you going with the, uh, if, if, if the cameras were not an issue, I would go with the Pixel 4a. The Nord um, has a lot more things going on for it. Uh, and I think OnePlus is doing a great job with it, but it, it's a camera thing for me when it comes to these devices. Um, okay, let me see here. Uh, camera depends on what you're looking for. It should be able to upgrade to the 10 plus. Uh, oh, so uh, Ali is mentioning, should I upgrade to the Note 10 plus or the Note 20 Ultra? Um, it's a different, it's, it's an interesting upgrade, if, I would say. It's, uh, maybe if you can let me know what you're coming from, but if you had to pick between the two and I say price is not an issue. Um, right now, 5G would really be my biggest thing, I, I would say. I think the Note 10 Plus is still a quite capable processor. The 855 is still really good. You still have the multiple cameras. You have the fast charging, the wireless reverse charging. You're getting a lot of the same benefits. I think the biggest difference is truly the 5G connectivity and, of course, the new camera sensor, the 108 megapixel camera sensor. Um, speaking of which, uh, the Note 20 Ultra does not do space zoom anymore. So we don't go to that 100 times thing that we did in back in February where Samsung was like, look, I can zoom in on, you know, uh, my, the next island or the next continent kind of thing. They realized that it was more of a gimmick. So now they're just doing up to 50. So even the Note 20 no longer does that. So up to 50 times 50X as opposed to the uh, 100X we had before. So I would I would probably say the, uh, the uh, Note 10 Plus if you're not specifically looking for 5G. Uh, oh, Lava Kumar. Uh, hey, good morning. Uh, good, uh, good evening. Uh, do you know when the plus, well, when the, where the OnePlus is going to launch uh, the Android 11 beta? Oh, I'll update too. So OnePlus can't release it till Google releases it. Uh, so for the 7T specifically, since this is technically last year, you're more than likely looking more closer to the end of the year. So the initial launch ones, obviously the 8, the 8 Pro will get it. There's a good chance Nord may get it. I'm not, I haven't heard a lot of rumors about if the Nord will be one of the first devices, but you would expect that the devices that they've launched recently will be the ones getting it first. And of course, then you get the 7T and then you get the seven, uh, the standard seven models going up. Uh, I think the best option that you can probably do is if you're on the beta channel, you may get it a little bit faster. Uh, but Android 11, as, it's, as it stands right now, is on beta three. So we're very close to, to the final release. If they do beta four, then that's probably just a bridge over. But uh, I would look forward to the beginning of September for some more information around the launch of the Pixel 5 and the Pixel 4a 5G. So that's for the initial batch. Uh, for the seven series, more than likely, I would probably say like closer to October, November. Uh, not that there is a, a delay in the system. It's just that they're upgrading their devices uh, in series. And the new ones are the first one that are in front of them as that's the one they want people to jump on to. Um, 
Oh, man. Call of Duty got a, a multiplayer up, uh, update available this weekend. So if you guys play Call of Duty Warfare, uh, it is going to be like, it's going to be crazy. I'm going to be on that for quite some time. Um, Chemi's in the comment. Uh, does the Pixel allow raw pictures? Not currently. Uh, the camera itself does not allow raw photography on it. And let me double check because I, I checked it before, but I don't know. I did receive an update. And I just want to make sure here, camera, photography, photo resolution. No. Uh, for the most part, you know, actually, I take that back. I'm in video. No, it is camera. Yeah, so uh, timer, full size, no raw, no photography yet. The camera does allow us to actually control uh, brightness and contrast but and fix those, but no raw support at this point. Uh, oh, sorry. And then I was actually still showing the wrong one. So that was Chemi's comment. Uh, Greg Amen, <laughs> Team Pixel. Absolutely. You know, um, the, the Pixel 4a was... It was obviously one of the devices I was looking forward to for months now because it's kind of overdue. We were expecting it in May. Um, the surprises that I got with it were very, very, and I hope that that excitement kind of showed up in the video that I did for that, for that one earlier this week. Um, and I kind of felt like I, I released a couple of videos that were long videos, but I feel like there's just so much to talk about a device that I don't, I don't want to just do bullet points. I don't want to say great camera and walk away. I don't want to say, um, you know, uh, you know, this looks really nice. I want to show you what, what the difference are between it and the 3A. So to me, the Pixel 3A is still something I actually use to this day. I'm using this. This is my Android 11 one. Uh, I'm running the latest version of Android uh, 11 beta 3. Actually, I just needed to restart it. I downloaded it and forgot to restart. Uh, but the, the difference that you get here essentially is uh, just a smaller, a smaller physical form factor, bigger display because of the screen, obviously, less bezels and less forehead and chin. The cameras are actually super capable still. Uh, we obviously have 4K, which is what we've seen before. Better processor, more internal storage by far, doubling the internal storage. So no more 64. Uh, and again, starting price was 50 bucks less. So all of the things that we wanted from the last year's Pixel. And again, I still think this is a very good competitive device. There's no XL, there's no small version, there's just one size, one color, one configuration, very simple. Just exactly what it is. It is what it is, and you know what you're getting with it. So if there's anything I can say about this device to convince somebody to get one, please let me know. Uh, again, for me, it's it's very much a, a an experience that you need to try for 350, and it'll only go down down as time goes on when you start seeing some different deals and so on. This is definitely one of the best unlocked models, and it supports dual SIM. By the way, I don't know if you guys have uh, people have mentioned that uh, it supports dual SIM, an eSIM, and a standard regular uh, SIM. So you're actually able to put in up to two lines on this uh, with the unlocked model, which is also unique uh, to specifically the Pixel lines. Um, Arsenal. Uh, <sighs> We should boycott Samsung by selling an inferior. So this is this is the weird part. What I don't understand is why. So first and foremost, we understand that the, the Qualcomm processor is not something. Uh, the upgrade on the processor was not something that uh, you know Samsung did. Obviously, this is a Qualcomm thing. Qualcomm releases the plus last three years pretty much. And the only thing I would probably say is that maybe, because possibly they got a better deal on the 865 plus as opposed to the 865 to stick to it the same way they've done it in the past. But again, it, to me, I would probably say just, we should just go to one SKU, one CPU across all of the markets because you're not lowering the price for the UK uh, by changing the processor to in-house. You're still charging it as if it's a uh, Qualcomm. So I would approach it to say, release all of the devices with the same processor. 
get rid of this whole difference in, the, in performance. We already know that the Qualcomm processor works great, uh, the 5G connectivity and so on. So that, that would be my only concern, unless there's a specific hardware requirement where Exynos meets and Qualcomm still does not to this day. I don't see a reason why we're doing it. Um, in the Korean, in their home uh, home territory, they use Qualcomm. In the US, they use Qualcomm. So I, I honestly just think if, if Exynos cannot get close enough or at least bridge the cap with the next version of the Exynos processor around the uh, the S30 lines we'll have to see um let's see what we have here oh yeah no definitely uh lava kumar um sorry yeah I, there actually there was a major change in the office so um a little bit of a recap and I'm going to just move a little bit here. And let's let's start talking a little bit about what's going on here. Um, last week, if you guys remember during the stream, the first thing I did as soon as we started the live stream, I said, if I get a buzz on the phone saying that I have a package on the door or at the door, I got to go because this guy is coming. This is the G9 monitor. Samsung. The, till you try a monitor that is A, an ultra wide and B, a 49 inch ultra wide with a curvature at 240 Hertz, it's, it's hard to explain. So on the top, we have the Mi, uh, this is the brand new Mi monitor, that 34 inch curved display that they just announced a couple weeks ago that we did the live stream on. But at the bottom is the new device. So for that, I had to figure out how to, where to put things. I never had a dual monitor set up before. Um, and but I still wanted to keep Goku. Goku is my, you know, my main guy. He has to stay in there. So what I figured to do essentially is to kind of bridge the wall behind me so that whatever I'm sitting in front of you, Goku stays on there. It'll probably be a little bit more on, to my left, your right. And uh, it gives you kind of like the experience. But yes, uh, this is pretty much what it looks like. The TK Bay logo stays on the top. That's my Chrome. Uh, this is basically an Android TV box. And of course, we have the big monitor now with my Goku stuff. And it just that one will just keep spinning and changing different colors. So uh, new setup, hopefully kind of keep it working. And of course, I have that little, you guys probably can't see too much of it. Let me just take out the name here. Sorry, Lava. Uh, and then of course, here, there's that little Nest Mini, uh, Nest Hub, the, the small monitor. Uh, that I have it going. Um, okay, so DTS, I actually, wait, since you're running the beta on the Android, uh, uh, beta on the Pixel, actually, I'm running on the Pixel 3a, not the Pixel 4 XL. I was having problems with the, the Pixel 4 XL. Sorry, I reverted back. Um, oh, I think he's asking Gary. Sorry. So I think Gary is the one running it on his Pixel 4a. <laughs> Aditya is like, that monitor is beautiful. <coughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. I, I had my, I had my doubts thinking it was too wide first. And I, then I, uh, because the last time I saw it was at CES. So I've seen the, the, the monitor, I've used it for a few, for about maybe five minutes or so. Uh, I played, um, I think just like a, literally they had a demo running on it and I just jumped on it and I used it. So for me, it, it was just, I thought it was too big, but it fits my desk perfectly. And then of course the 34 right above it. And of course, what I decided to do though, is I kept both of them as 1440p monitors. So they're not running uh, like a 4k and a 2k monitor. So both of my monitors in the back here are 2ks. Um, and then the 4k, I moved it over here on the right side. So I actually have my monitor sitting on the right, the, the one that used to be behind us. And um, so for better, you know, for streaming, if I want to do some editing here or do different things, I can fit up to four different small windows and it just becomes a really good uh, monitoring uh, type of a setup. Uh, Matt, can we all just take a second and, uh, oh man, Matt, I appreciate it, man. I appreciate it for bringing it up. Um, 
So as you guys probably heard, um, and not even heard, just heard and saw, there's a whole bunch of things going on in, in Beirut. And it, I can say this much that the family's doing okay. Uh, they're, they're straddle. They're basically very much, um, in a, in a recovery mode right now, trying to figure out what to do, what, how to fix things, how to get things back up and running. Um, there's a lot of stuff going on there. There's a lot of concerns and issues and there's just basically just piled on, on top of it, on top of the current situation that's going on, you know, across the world, this is just adding to that. So, uh, with that being said, uh, thank you for everybody that did reach out during the week and, 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 you know, wanted to know how the family is. I, re I mean, there's a few people that I'm still trying to get in touch with, um, I don't know if you guys know or if you've seen him or not. There's an old uh, content creator that we used to that used to produce on XDA. His name is Ryro Zaizo. He's a, a Lebanese creator that I work with, and I'm trying to reach him. I don't have his phone number. I only have access to him through his hangouts and so on, and I haven't heard back. Uh, if you know him, if you by any chance know uh, Rawad, his name is Rawad Zahedin. Um, he lives in Lebanon, and he was. Uh, I'm, I'm, my hope essentially is that he's just good, and they just haven't had time to respond to people, which is perfectly fine. I totally get it. Uh, on my end, it's mostly just trying to find it. Uh, but yeah, no, definitely, uh, there's a lot of things going on, and I appreciate the the, the appreciation and and all the support that's going on. Um, it's hard. It's hard. The, the it shouldn't have ever happened. It's not something that should have happened. Uh, the the circumstances should never been in the in that position for them to even happen the way it did. Um, a lot of people got injured. A lot of people got impacted. And it, it, everybody and anybody that lives in Beirut, the capital, felt it. Uh, and Lebanon as a country is not that big. It literally takes you almost four and a half hours from driving from the most upmost north to the south to cross the whole country. And that's the longest part. And almost about three hours to go from uh, east to west. So it's very small, very easily. Um, anything that happens in one area is very easily heard or even seen. And this was just... Um, it's it's shocking. I, I can't I can't watch the videos that are online without even rip, you know just yeah it, it's hard. Uh, but thank you, thank you, Matt. I appreciate that. And and again, thanks to everybody that commented on that. I was sending and it's just it's hard. Yeah, and appreciate that too, Aditya. Um, so uh, yeah, so what happens essentially is that most of the time I'm trying to do this. So for Lava uh, is I'm trying to set it up so I'm sitting straight. You can still see me. I'm in between both. You have Goku and you have TK Bay sitting in there. Um, I may, I need to figure out something, but if worst comes to worst, I can always just move Goku over some of the phones on this side. Oops, sorry. I got to start looking at my monitor and seeing how you guys see me. So moving them over at this end. So let me know. Uh, and, but the goal essentially is I, maybe I actually can reach out to, to the artist, uh, uh, Bar I think it's Barrett Biggers, uh, see if there's any new designs that he has that I can pick up. That'll be really nice. Uh, yeah. Oh, Gary. So yeah. So yeah. Uh, yeah. So uh, squeeze still in, uh, some work on the Pixel XL and um, splitting duties between the eight and the and the Pixel. I think the Pixel Four XL is a very capable device. The cameras on those things again, one of the best options. Now, again, I, I still feel like it needed the wide angle lens, but that's just a discussion for a different day. Um, I'm hoping that the Pixel Five does carry a wider lens. Nothing's wrong with the uh, telephoto. I just feel like as a telephoto product. Sorry, I love it. I end up basically covering it. Uh, I feel like the telephoto was just uh, a, it's a sensor that we 
could have just done what most devices do. And I mean, uh, Juan Carlos talks about this on a lot of devices that he reviews. Um, digital zoom is not a bad thing when you put in a big enough sensor. I mean, yes, a 12 megapixel is not exactly the same as a 48, but if we had gone with a single 48 megapixel sensor and then digital zoomed into it with at least a 2X, I think that would still have been perfectly fine. And then of course we can jump over to what we get with uh, basically a wider lens just because of the photography. That was the biggest thing that I noticed when I was taking pictures with the Nord and the Pixel 4. It's the fact that I could never jump into a wide angle, a wide angle lens uh, if I wanted to. I would have to step way back. And in some areas, you don't have that, fun, uh, that luxury to be able to step back to fit in more that, you know, more space. So I'll have to, we'll have to see how that goes. But uh, I'm glad that you're enjoying it with that. And uh, did you download the, pic the beta three, Gary? Uh, yeah, <laughs> Matt, we gotta, we gotta see. The shirt has to be, oh, speaking of which, actually, let me just show you guys real quick. So I hope you guys could see right there. That's the the back design. It actually has the whole across the pond cast um, sitting on the back, which is just absolutely fantastic. It, this still kind of got me. I didn't see this coming. Um, I opened up the, you know, I got the shirt and I think it was folded on the other side. So I saw the back end. Um, and then I saw, of course, some of the the little the little stickers and then uh, the keychains and so on. So I got these and I put them out. And I'm like, wait, hold on a second. That says TK. <laughs> that has TK on it. So looking forward to seeing that. Uh, yes, yeah, the OTA that just got pushed out. Exactly, Gary just got that one. Um, I think so. I personally think so. Uh, the Pixel Four is definitely uh, better. There's some improvements that they went with it that that I felt like did some good uh, aesthetical differences, uh, namely the wireless charging, the 90 hertz refresh rate. There was a few things that they added there that they actually helped improve the camera. I think the Pixel Three and the Pixel Three XL were. Uh, the beginning of that new era of amazing photography that Google can do on their devices. And I feel like the Pixel 4 uh, and the 4XL carried that torch. I just want the Pixel 5 to carry it and just slightly change, a, a, put a bit of a, a small flame for that wide angle lens as opposed to telephoto. I still feel like wide would have been better than telephoto, specifically on the back. Not that we could have had a wide on the front, but that's just me. Um, Oh, so um, ER1980 ER, uh, says, a good question, specifically living in, in my area, in an area where uh, there's a lot of tremors and earthquakes. So, oh, interesting. I'm So I'm, I'm assuming you're in the same area. So we are, um, California actually had a couple of earthquakes in the last week or so since we had, you know, so if we're mentioning earthquake and, and tremors, uh, they're not big, or at least in Los Angeles, it was a small uh Okay, so Farouk, I'll answer a question for you guys in one second. Uh, so one thing to keep in mind is obviously California did go through the LA area, did go through a couple of those, and we were kind of used to them. They happened. One of them was in the middle of the night, like around three o'clock or four, and the other one was at seven. I didn't feel the first one, but I felt my uh, my my wife turning around and telling me, "Did you feel it?" That's how I knew about it. Uh, but there's a lot of things going on, and uh, so Farouk, one thing I could probably say is. Um, any type of launch, pre-launch event. So if there is an embargo or anything like that, unfortunately, as much as I would love to be able to share a lot of information with you guys, there are sometimes, and if you guys have seen it in the past, where um, I may be able to hint to certain things, but I can't necessarily speak directly to it uh, with that. So uh, till the first, that's 
nobody can talk about that device specifically, even if they do have, or if they don't have access to it, uh, leaks will be galore. And we already saw the device, so we know what it looks like. So it's not much really on the leak side. It's more about usability and the hinge mechanism. So uh, I will do the best that I can with what I'm able to do, but I, I, I don't think, I don't want to promise it. And then I want to feel like I, I couldn't deliver on it. But if there's any type of embargo, any content that I'm working on, I have to respect the embargo mostly because of that relationship and the trust that I have with brands. So that's the main thing I can recommend. Uh, but I'm sure that there will be some a lot of conversations around the full two. Uh, believe me, that is one. That is my next target point at this point. Um, but September first is around the corner, so I, I know it's not. It's not like a couple of days away. We're talking about three weeks or so. But they're allowing. I think what Samsung is doing, they're allowing the Note 20 and the Note 20 Ultra to breathe a little bit. Um, so here, okay. Oh, uh, sorry, Matt had a question here. So I was referring to the question, previous question about your wall of boxes behind you. Have they ever fallen over or, uh, oh, um, you know, surprisingly, actually, in the, in the history of having the wall, which, by the way, the wall was a, it was never intended to be a wall. It ended, actually just ended up being, as time go, goes on, um, I just kept the boxes because I like the boxes. And I started putting my video cards, my game system. So you notice right there, there's like the, uh, there's that OnePlus. There's the first McLaren one. Now, obviously, I no longer display, uh, available than the OnePlus 8. Then you see it. That's the NVIDIA, uh, the NVIDIA Shield. And then there's some logos here. Um, it only fell down once. I have some of the boxes on that wall are weighted. They're not all empty boxes. So they're not just a kind of a look. So they have some of them that actually have some weight and they're slightly slanted where uh, the, the bottom pieces are actually closer to me than the rest of the, as it goes up, it goes further closer to the to the wall and some of them are actually weighted. So haven't had any issues like that. Um, the big guy that's at the top there, Brawley did fall down a couple of times, uh, but luckily nothing big, uh, mostly just minor stuff. And if it does, there's some, some things in there. Um, this is just kind of like my, I would have loved it if one day I'm able to actually fill up the entire wall behind there with boxes. Uh, but I think at that point, I would have to put some kind of uh, beams in between the boxes just to kind of stabilize them. But you're right. At some point, I should I should kind of work on some kind of uh, stabilization options there. Um, uh, Jitender is saying, uh, will Google be able to meet the Pixel 4a demand? It's not even available for pre-order. That's very, very good. The phone's not even available to buy. It went on pre-order on, on Amazon, and it was out like out out it's it says currently unavailable not available you know, it's just um i think realistically in the long term yes we're not again there is one version one color one uh, one option available for the pixel 4a there's not going to be a big issue for them saying well we are able to produce more one or the other i think they didn't anticipate it being this popular uh, they felt they probably felt like a lot of people wanted to see the Pixel 4a with 5G because we knew there was a 5G model. There's no question about that. We saw this in the leaks. We saw a whole bunch of things talking about two different versions of the Pixel 4a. There's the 730, which is the one that was released. And then, of course, there's going to be the 7. I'm thinking the 765. But then if the 765 goes to the Pixel 5, there's probably going to be a different version, a different processor that has 5G. But the goal, again, is we know there's two. So. I think it's the price. The reality is 5G isn't where it needs to be yet. Uh, so 4G LTE on a phone for 350, specifically when it's a pixel and it's brand new. And it'd be, again, six gigs of RAMs, 128 gigs of internal storage. There is no question this is going to sell off like hotcakes because with the current situation and people being on a budget, you want a phone that you know will get security patch updates, software updates. 
And you get all of that with the Pixel 4a. I love this phone. I put my SIM in there and I've been using it since I've had it. This is my second phone that I'm walking around with right now. Um, the display is really good. The 730G processor is actually quite capable for gaming, even just for mobile gaming with a mid-range processor. So I, I hope they're able to meet the demand. Um, and I can tell you right now that they are very aware of how popular this is, is that this is going to be. So the goal, obviously, is I would say is rank up the uh, ramp up the pre-orders and allow people to be able to hold their spot in the line because there's going to be a big demand. And again, the goal, obviously, is we want to see the Pixel 5 and Pixel 4a 5G, but we don't want them to be too high. So we'll have to see how much is Google going to charge for the 5G premium on the 4a because they set the bar pretty low when it comes to the entry level. I mean, one queue, but again, 350. So they can't go too far. So I'm hoping 400 for the 5G or maybe 425. Uh, and then, of course, 500 maybe for the Pixel 5. I think that's a great option if you're going with the 7 series of processors. Uh, but definitely a big challenge there. Um, let me see real quick here, Greg. So Greg was mentioning is, can you glue the boxes uh, together? Uh, at one point, I was debating that. The problem with the boxes is that these are not boxes that just sit there all the time. They actually get rotated every once in a while because I do tend to basically, as I'm selling devices, if I do need the box to ship the phone in, I take it off the wall and I reorganize things as time goes on. So it, it's not a it may look static to you guys, mostly because of the uh, the setup that you see there. But there's quite a few devices in there that I end up having to basically sell. So uh, specifically, like, you know, when I once I get the, new, the, the Note 20, I need to take out the S20 Ultra case and then box and then put that in. So it does actually get um, reorganized every once in a while. The shield boxes, I don't move because I'm not selling the NVIDIA shields. Those are those are streaming boxes that I have and I have them across the house. So that for me, those are great media content boxes. And if I don't have a functional thing for me, like around a TV in the house or something, I generally will have one connected into the live stream here so I can cast things uh, straight from my phone straight over um, onto it. So it's one of the ones that you definitely want to be able to enjoy. Let's go ahead and do here and restart. Uh, so that's I'm, I can tr I can try doing that as well. I know it looks like it's it looks like an earthquake waiting to happen, right? Um, strangely, the Pixel 4a didn't go on pre-order in the UK and is, is still on, on the site available. So there's been some interesting co comments. A, the Pixel 4a is selling for about the same price as the US. So in theory, it's technically more expensive than the US uh, version. Uh, and there is no pre-sale. And I'm assuming it's probably because of the stock availability. So even in the US on Amazon's site right now, it actually says the device is currently unavailable. So meaning you can't even pre-order or you can't even try to, it doesn't tell you when it's coming. Uh, I'm I'm thinking they had a certain number of pre-orders. They allowed people to go in and put those in and it, they're going to basically launch it or it'll be available for regular purchase um, in a few weeks when it becomes available on the 24th. So um, it's, it's actually going to be available very soon, so I wouldn't really worry too much. It's just pre-ordering it is going to be the tougher choice. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, I saw that one, Gary. Uh, but as far as, yeah, why is it not available? I, I can only imagine it being the, uh, the availability of actual uh, stock. Uh, not released uh, till 1st of October here in the UK with pre-order starting on the 10th of September. Maybe explains why the reason the strange worldwide uh, release due to potential supply issues. So that could be also the, the biggest concern. Uh, the, uh, the availability is a little bit hard. So they're doing a stage rollout, which is typical. Um, I can tell you that I've, I've seen and I've, I've, um, 
I could probably say is I I was very jealous of the uh, Xperia One Mark II release stage rollout because um, UK got it months, a month and a half or so before the US did. So they did kind of like the reverse Sony's uh, launch series uh, for that one. And then now it's available in the US. So yeah. Um, well, Tiki, the 5G is not really, it, it isn't really. Yeah. So uh, Greg is uh, commenting, obviously saying is like 5G hasn't really reached the peak that what we think 5G is. Um, the U.S. right now is divided between three different sections, or kind of two now, if you think about it, since T, you know T-Mobile and Sprint kind of went together. Um, but essentially, you have the ultra wideband, the, the the really fast 5G connectivity that we've seen with uh, you know uh, uh, sorry Verizon technology requires you to be really close to where you where the uh, where the obviously you know or either in direct line of sight to the towers. So there's a lot of limitations with the ultra wideband options. Uh, and then, of course, you have the sub 600 uh, model, which has the high band and the low, the low band and the mid band. So Sprint had more of the mid band, so the 400 to 500 megabits down. And then T-Mobile and AT&T pretty much all resided on the low end, which was roughly about 100 and 130, which is what we normally get within 4G LTE territory. But it's labeled as 5G because of the new technology, the better, you know, the better. Uh, um, I didn't want to say the word penetration, but anyways, uh, the better. Uh, I, I think uh, access to uh, the signal in buildings, that's the best way to describe it. Uh, and what happened now, obviously, T-Mobile and Sprint took that combination together. We're starting to see more improvements on the T-Mobile network. So T-Mobile could actually be a little bit more of a better place to be for 5G, but it still isn't where we want 5G to be. Um, a buddy of mine in, in Kuwait tells me that you know his 5G runs somewhere between uh, one to two megabits down, and that's the average. So whenever I show whenever I show pictures of uh, speed tests on any of my devices on Instagram, he always comments on them saying <laughs> he laughs at me. And I'm like, okay, so we may not have the best connections. But again, I think it's something that we're working towards. Um, so I mean, AT&T finally started saying 5G without the 5GE, they finally switched on to true 5G. Uh, so that's something to be said, but we, we're still in the process of working on a lot of that stuff. Um, Google got a lot of right in with the Pixel 3a. Uh, they did they did hit the jackpot with the 4a. Hopefully, this is a beginning for uh, for Google's rise. That was the the main goal I wanted to say in the video. It wasn't really that I was surprised that the price was lower. It's that they actually are. It seems like they're thinking with the right methodology. They're not trying to shoot for the thousand dollar phone anymore. They're not trying to say, hey, you know, we need to compete with flagships. The Pixel 3a proved to everybody that Google can perform really good, even on mid-tier processors. Although a little bit slower, there's that processing power, obviously, difference there. But they're still able to generate and kick out great pictures with a 12 and an 8 megapixel sensor on a 3a. Again, ridiculously good setup. Small handheld device. Now, the one thing, again, that I felt like the Pixel 3a was that did need to get fixed, which they did with the Pixel 4a, was that display. We felt like we had the forehead and chin from the, like I would say, uh, like the iPhone, uh, the iPhone Seven era, the when iPhones were still running massive forehead and chins, and that's what we got with the Pixel Four, Three uh, A, and Three A XL. But again, they learned, they moved on, they included the better uh, display, they gave us a bigger display. Stereo speakers are still there at three hundred and fifty bucks. That's crazy. A headphone jack is in there. A, a, I mean, I don't know. I don't know how else can I just say this. It it has so many yeses. It checks off so many boxes for the for the yes options that you want on a on a Pixel or on a phone. That I feel like there's no reason for us not to consider it. If you're using the device for taking pictures, you want to take videos, you want to be able to you know do communication uh, meetings, so on. This device will do everything you want, and it will do it right. 
Uh, where it does struggle a little bit is when you start pushing it for basically, you know, if you want to, you know, video rendering, gaming, all the extra capabilities, uh, it'll do them, but it'll do them at a little bit slower. Also, when you're trying to take multiple pictures, that's where the processor power starts showing up a little bit because uh, every time if you take too many pictures, you'll notice that if you go into the gallery, the images take a little bit longer to process. But I feel like on an average, that's actually not a bad experience. I think that's realistic to what most people expect. Uh, having everything realistically just click done, 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 done. You expect that with the flagship and you pay the price point. But if you want to be realistic and to just get something that works and it does really well, most of us don't take video on the, on the daily. We take more pictures than video. And I feel like Google's focusing on that and they're working on the video aspect. They're just not there. It still does work pretty well. And I, I have quite a few pictures and, uh, you know, uh, videos from that. Uh, it, it, again, the video between the Nord and the Pixel 4a will be coming out very soon. Very, very soon. Uh, I did take the pictures yesterday, but I, I was focusing on the uh, on this guy, the gear, uh, the Galaxy Watch Three for today or for yesterday night. I actually, released the video last night. Uh, it's a great phone for a great price. Absolutely, Greg. Absolutely, and then DT, of course, for there. Um, Gino uh, Carter is saying is five G is it's hard to sell when everyone is at home on Wi Fi. I think that's a very good uh, explanation. You're right. Uh, the capabilities of where we are right now in the current situation, we're most more than likely sitting in a position where we're on Wi-Fi most of the time. Our devices are obviously performing much better. Connectivity is not an issue. It always comes down to basically when you're outdoors and you're trying to be online. For me, I think, yes, it, it's hard, but it, they're still not doing a lot of the improvements that they said they were going to. We're seeing 5G being smeared everywhere on every box that every device is coming out with. We're seeing it at three, you know, $400, 399 euros, roughly the 400 uh, price point. Um, I'm hoping Google brings down that price point even lower because I feel like we need that challenge. We need that competition to allow the, the market itself to drive uh, the improvements that we want. So uh, we heard some rumors that Nord will be coming in here. So the, uh, the uh, OnePlus Nord will be coming to the US. It may not be the same one we saw in Europe with the 765. It may be a slightly different chipset. But I think if Google can bring 5G at a lower price, OnePlus will meet that, uh, that, that challenge and just definitely push it there. So I'm, I'm really looking for that one. Uh, let's see here, Greg. Yeah, no, definitely. Earl Owens. Hey, man. Good morning. Good morning. Uh, yeah, no, I, I agree with you, man. Uh, believe it or not, though, I mean, unless you were able to get in on the pre-orders, I think a lot of people here are also going to be waiting to get their devices till more like mid to, mid to late September, uh, mostly because of the availability. And again, it's just, it's sold out. I don't think you could have planned it for the, for it to come out this way, but it was 350. It is 350 bigger display, better improvements. And everybody that got it just loves it. This is the weird part about it. Not one person came out and said, this device is just bad. There's a lot to be said for the Pixel 4a. And what we're getting here is, again, Google learning from the Pixel 3a and not giving us too many options to get confused about. They went super, like the best way to describe it. It's a simple choice for the best option at 350. Simple. One SKU, one model, one color, same cameras on everything. And you definitely enjoy it. Um, Oh, Greg, Greg jumping over here, slightly different. So, hey, TK, with the Android beta, the Android release beta three, um, is it rootable? Maybe uh, could people would be able, be able well, sorry. 
is the Android beta version three, uh, beta three on Android 11 rootable? Uh, it just dropped a couple of days ago. I haven't actually tried to see if I can mess with that on that end. Uh, I would imagine that it would not have any problem. It's not the root level. It was just the, some of the changes every time they're updating uh, the Android system, they're making it harder for us to root, especially systemless root, or even if we want to be able to hide root when we do root the device. There's a few things going on. Um, I think the best thing I would probably say at this point is we should just wait till the end of September or end of August when we receive the version or the final version of uh, Android 11. I'm not saying it's coming out there, but it seems like if beta three came out now, they may just push another uh, beta, so beta four, and then uh, shortly after that, we'll have the announcement for uh, the full release of Android 11. It looks a lot better. It's the improvements over battery performance, stabilizations. Uh, they've done a lot of improvements over the original, uh, the early access to the beta of one, beta two, and then with beta three now. And they're doing a lot of cleanup on the background. I think that's mostly what they're doing. They're not really introducing a lot of new features anymore. It's more like a cleanup and refinement of the system. But as far as root, um, I think it's hard for people to, to try to function with a beta. I don't recommend it as a daily driver. Uh, and root is something that a lot of us are still, uh, my hope is that by the time they finish it up, that the current exploits or the current options available are still functional. Uh, throw it back to NVIDIA Shield Portable. Oh my God, throw back my friend, James Parter. So yes, I. Every time I talk to NVIDIA, every time I had a conversation with my, the PR guys that I work with, I keep asking, when is the portable coming back? When are we going to see a successor to the NVIDIA Shield port? The NVIDIA portable was just, it was basically the NVIDIA tablet in a portable form factor with the controller, the dual display, you, you just a whole bunch of things going on. And with the immersion of these devices, obviously, you know, like here, we have the, the Velvet, we have the V60, we have... Uh, the ROG Phone 2 uh, that came out with a dual case that you had the option of getting those dual, uh, dual options there. Uh, all of these options that we see on the market, I feel like NVIDIA is missing out by even putting out the NVIDIA Portable, uh, the NVIDIA Shield Portable 2 with GeForce Now integration, like better integration for GeForce Now, better mapping for the keys, making it the best uh, companion to that service. I feel like it would be amazing. Um, a buddy of mine had one and I never had a chance to check it out. Uh, Greg is obviously talking, uh, you know, talking about it specifically when he was talking about the uh, root. Obviously, we're talking about Magisk and, of course, using a patched image, which is generally how we, uh, how most devices are rooted initially. They provide a basically a custom image that's patched, and then we upload then replace the uh, the one that comes out with the release to get the root. I personally would say is whatever they do is again uh, temporary right now, even if we are able to do it on the beta because the final is right around the corner. So I would probably wait till the final is out and then see what we're able to do. Because they could literally seal up all of the options that we have right now by the time they finish up the code. Because beta never gets in, uh, in you know, you can't build on beta. People are not releasing beta. Uh, companies released initial releases of their software for, you know, beta versions like OnePlus, uh, Oppo did, and I think Xiaomi did. But, you know, again, those are things that you want to be aware of, Greg. I would recommend just, uh, I personally would wait till the version is of a fully released on a pixel so that we're able to start seeing what options we have for root, especially for Magisk. Uh, so, oh, here. So Matt's been considering putting his uh, the Android 11 beta on the OnePlus 8 Pro um, as it's not my main daily driver or, or even the ROG, uh, oh, yeah, the ROG Phone 2 is. Oh, nice. Yeah, that's right. I saw you you're taking pictures with it. Um, I think it's not a bad idea to 
to try, uh, just be a, be understanding of some of the issues. It's a beta. It's not final. And OnePlus betas are generally behind what the public beta is from Pixel. So they're using, they're trying to adapt the uh, the standard, the AOSP code to Oxygen OS. So they're adding modifications, they're changing things, and that takes a little bit of time. the The goal, I think, for a lot of companies, obviously, is to reduce the amount of time between final beta and when they start releasing their first update to their devices. Because I think a, a lot of um, a lot of improvements are generally need to be in included, especially the optimizations that you have. Like Oxygen OS as a skin has a lot of things that go over Android. It's not all sitting on top of it. So it's something to keep that in mind. Um, so, well, Greg, 4G LTE does a lot. But absolutely, yeah. No, 4G LTE right now in specific markets in there. Uh, dude, you picked up on it. Yeah, it is Ahmed. Ahmed Buraki, uh, Slorks. Uh, he always makes fun of me. Yeah, I, I didn't realize you follow him as well. But yeah, no, uh, Ahmed Buraki, he's one of my buddies, uh, lives in Kuwait, a big tech YouTuber over there. And uh, absolutely, every time we talk 5G, he's just like, dude, that is not 5G. That is LTE. And I'm like, dude, but they say 5G on the phone. What do you do? Uh, but <laughs> the DTF follows all the cool people I follow, my friend. That's good. Um, oh, here. So um, here in the UK, we have, th so three is one of the companies in the UK, if you're not familiar with them, um, have three continuous 100 megahertz uh, of 5G spectrum and 3.5 gigahertz, uh, allowing for continuous speeds of exceeding one megabits download speed. Saw a video on earlier today on YouTube about it. Um, Again, the market that you're in dictates what you're able to get. So those are the things that you, UK has always been faster when it comes to the internet. And I feel like um, when I traveled to the UK a couple of times, when I, even when I went to Barcelona, I would buy a three uh, SIM card and I, and I basically just top it up every time I go into the UK. Uh, the unlimited plan and the data packages that you guys have are, are ridiculous. They're not as expensive, but for the price point for like 40, 40 uh, pounds, you're able to get like 400 uh, gigs uh, down and or 400 gigs uh, of, of data. And you're getting these ridiculous speeds, even when you're traveling outside of the UK. And this was back when 4G LTE was just the only thing available. So I'm not surprised that uh, 3 is pushing some of the limits. Oppo actually launched their uh, their four, their uh, 5G connectivity options in there as well. So I love UK is where it's at. I'm, I'm not. I hope the whole discussions around the 5G and the and the current situation being linked in any way uh, gets kind of pushed to the side, and then of course people can focus on getting that true connection, the wireless connection that we all want. Uh, but it kind of just to echo the comment that we we saw before. We actually are, are we're all mostly on Wi-Fi for the most part. Uh, so at the end of the day, are we really using it as much? And uh, when we start relying on it, I'm hoping the networks have improved. Uh, for us in the US, I hope there's some improvements being done, especially with the T-Mobile Sprint purchase. Um, so, oh, so Scott, Scott's comment here is regarding the Note 20. Uh, so... We, we started, uh, sorry, so kind of recapping for Scott real quick. At the beginning of the stream, we were talking about Unpacked and some of the controversy going on around with the Note 20. So they released two versions, the Note 20 and the Note 20 Ultra. The Note 20 is still a $1,000 phone. There, there's still a lot of specifications in there that are $1,000 phone specs. Um, the conversions or the, the the choices that were decided there is a little bit different. One thing we saw is a they can't they continued it from last year. They have a slightly different camera setup. They're not going to go with the higher end model, so which is expected. The Ultra has those things, uh, but they went with a more of a polycarbonate, a more of a plastic build on the on the construction, and still are commanding a thousand dollar phone price point. Um, I realized the note the pen input is a big factor, uh, but both the note. 
the Note 20 and the Note 20 Ultra both have smaller batteries than the S20 Ultra, uh, what, or at least the S20 Ultra and the Note 20 Ultra both uh, have smaller batteries. Yeah, a 45 and a 4300 milliamp battery. We have uh, the material is a little bit different. I mean, I realize if you have it in a case, you're not really going to worry too much, but it just goes to the conf uh, to, to the confidence of people. Are they trying to basically push people more to buy the Note 20 Ultra and pay that extra 300 bucks? Because it's a different 300 difference between the standard and the mo and the uh, the entry level model on the Note 20 Ultra. So I'm not sure if that's the uh, the business tactic behind it. I feel like. People will probably still buy the Note 20 because that's going to be the more realistic price point. I do hope that the price drops a little bit after uh, official launch. So that's around the 20, uh, I think it's like in about a few weeks when it becomes officially available. The S20 did the same thing last uh, earlier this year, about a month or so or two weeks after we started seeing so many promotions that it was really just a, a much better deal price point. Uh, I don't know necessarily if they are able to justify the $1,000. The 5G, uh, the 5G chipset, the CPU, the 865 plus are definitely appreciated. Um, the no SD function is also a little bit off. So again, those are things that you have to kind of compromise and it makes you want to go into it. I'm almost tempted to say that you're better off going to a, an S20 Ultra than it is going to the Note 20 Ultra. And so either do the S20 Ultra or the Note 20. Uh, but again, if you do want the S Pen, it's going to have to be there. There's a lot of new features they added into the S Pen to the Note 20 line for gestures that are outside of what we saw in the Note 10. So it's not just air gestures. It's actually contextual gestures across the UI. So literally Harry Potter wand everywhere. Not that I don't think people are going to do so, but if you're in the middle of a set and you're working on something, you can actually use it. And now if you're projecting from your display, it's going to look a lot better. So I like, I like some of those options. And I, by the way, I, I will have a video early next week week talking about the Note 20, Note 20 Ultra, as well as the, uh, you know, the, the, the Pixel Buds Live, uh, and of course, the uh, Galaxy S3. So I have a video that I'm, I'm finishing up some of the A-roll and B-roll stuff on there. Uh, oh, Greg, real quick. So Max Lee, uh, Max Lee says, uh, data is, oh, wow. I would, you know, actually, I wouldn't be surprised. I feel like in the US, we just have a lot of different options. So it's a lot harder for carriers to be able to push, you know, faster connections. So it's it's hard. But yeah, I would imagine Korea would have definitely a lot faster. I think when we were in Japan, we had some really fast connections as well. It's just how we are. We are. We just we, we lag in certain things, we exceed in others. I think I feel maybe that's the best way to say it. Um why is there no more 5.8 inch mobiles in the market other than iPhones? Uh 5.8 Pixel 4 XL. Uh, Jatinder, I know I'm with you. I, I'm reading the, the the smaller form factor devices. Why are we not seeing more of those? Um, I think it's it just it's a demand of screen real estate. People want to be able to see more and do more on their screens, and I think that's kind of over time has been driving us to have bigger displays, bigger phones, and that kind of where at one point 5.5 inch display used to be called a phablet. That's a combination of phone and tablet, and that term disappeared because we are now looking at devices that are. 6.9 inches close to the seven inch which actually is a tablet so when we say seven inches and actually if i'm not mistaken i actually have a phone that's a 7.2 inch uh display which was actually the um the honor note 10 not the cam not the samsung 10 but the honor note 10 that came out around the note 9 is actually a massive 7.2 inch display stereo speakers it's a phablet huawei did the same thing with their uh the 20 the uh i want to say the mate 20x 
there's there's a lot of options so uh we're we're missing that you're right and i feel like uh, we're looking more into the mid-range processors to be able to get some of those because even the oneplus 8 is a big phone now it's not as much not as small as it used to be and the 8 and the 8 pro are literally their the flagships of oneplus uh, i've said it before and i'll say it again uh um Oh, once again, 5.4-inch iPhone is uh, is released. Android OEM will follow suit, and we will see an influx of, of small phone factor devices, and they'll call them retro, right? They'll call them the, the you know, returning the basics kind of thing. Um, I think there is a demand. There's always, I mean, not everybody has big hands. And again, the realistic, I think as long as the main thing that we, I would say is this, I don't mind smaller phones or smaller physical phones as long as they're being used for the right form, Right. Uh, if there's one thing I have with the iPhone SE that I would say it's not that I'm gripe, it's a gripe against it. It's for that size of a display, we really are losing so much real estate with a massive forehead and chin on a phone like that because it's so small. And yes, I realized that at one point that was a standard, but people have choices. People have comparison options now. When you go into a store, when you go to an Apple store, they're putting the iPhone SE in the same store as an iPhone 11, an iPhone 11 Pro, 11 Pro Max. Those are massive displays that have no chins and bezels. They dropped those lines in there. And it almost felt like they wanted to recycle some of the old ones that they've had. They put them in the SE. I think the Pixel 4a took that and said, look, our first generation was an experiment. Now we know it works. And now we also know we can sell out things before we even have them officially available. So the reality is I think we're going to see more. Uh, yes, I agree with you. Uh, Apple will probably have to spearhead the way. Now, I'm not saying that Android can't. I feel like it's more of a reactive mo moment. Apple releases a $399 phone. What do we see? We see a 399 euro phone that comes up in Europe. We see, uh, obviously the Pixel was already there, so we knew that kind of was possible. So we know that this is something that they can work on, they can definitely improve on. So I think what we should see, or at least anticipate to see is more of a competition in that market. Uh, and of course, competition just makes sure that we as a consumer have great options. So I really appreciate that as well. Um, Oh, so the next quick question, Chris, comment here. So, uh, folded phones are okay. So, uh, folded phone out now, 5G on top, uh, day by day data storage capacities and speed phones, all similar clock speeds, chipset, and compare and PC processors uh, as per uh, your as per your point. And what's next in uh, futuristic phones? I think it's going to be more about uh, feasibility and access. The re the the re giving us less reliance on the actual phone and more a better integration with uh, our day to day activity. So how do we access it? How do we use our content? Or how do we not have to necessarily open up the phone all the time? But you're right. We're getting to the point where it almost becomes a stale experiment. Really, basically the uh, candy bar style phone, uh, basically glass on glass. And if it's not this way, it's foldable as a book, and it kind of looks the same. But I think it's really the push is going to have to be in what form software can provide us better experiences. The limitation of the device, what we see here is that you're limited by what people use the most. The flip phones were a thing. At one point, the smallest flip phone that I've seen in the past, I cannot imagine using as a daily phone. But the fact of the matter is I used to use a flip phone like, you know, Motorola used to be pretty big there. And of course, Nokia was in there. And of course, Sony Ericsson was big in that time. Um, the next form factor I'm feeling is going to be more into seamless computing, uh, wearable tech that is not as not as uh, prominent as a smartphone. So getting all of those functionalities in a smaller form factor. Uh, I don't think smartwatches or phone watches are going to be coming back, which I think we saw with Nubias coming out with a new one that's supposed to be a strap around phone. We saw a little bit of teaser of that last year with IFA. Uh, 
I think the next goal needs to be more into functionality and uh, making it so that we're less reliant on the hardware. Simplistic. Um, one thing I was really looking forward to was the uh, Focals by Nord. Uh, that was something that just ended up being absorbed into Google now. So I don't know if that ever comes into a project. Uh, Google Glass was a project that also kind of went away. We want to be able to see more tech that becomes seamlessly integrated into our life and less reliant on a physical device. And I think that's the goal that's going to be. How do we make it functional so that I don't have to pick up my phone, but I'm still able to get my notifications, respond to people, talk to people, and still get that seamless experience as if I'm holding my phone. I, I would hope that that's the direction that we see uh, companies go, at least with smartphone these days. Um, the S10e was a great device. So here, yeah, no, absolutely. The S10e last year, we saw that one, and then Samsung killed that series. But then they launched the Note Lite. Uh, no, sorry, the S10 Lite and the Note 10 Lite. Both are big displays. They're not small. So they went away from the small form factor. Uh, but I still believe it. I think we need more functional options in that mid-tier, small price point. Uh, I think the S10e was a great example because it features the Snapdragon 855, but gave us a smaller form factor. Uh, you know, there's a 1080p panel. There's no curving edges on it. Uh, you had the side-mounted fingerprint sensor that it supported gestures that the 10 and the 10 Plus didn't have. There's a whole bunch of things to be said for the S10. And we still had the multiple sensors. That was the other thing. They kept multiple sensors at that price point. Um, although it didn't start at 350, it was more around the 600 or 750, I think is at the beginning. Um, yeah, any, so he's responding back to Aditya. The S10e equals the Pixel 4a, but with front-facing camera and the other front side, <laughs> exactly. Uh, they get to do a whole bunch of stuff. Um, Oh, Gary said, so I had to return the iPhone 8 and exchange it for the 8 Plus. Uh, the 8 was way too small for my... <laughs> So the the end uh, actually surprisingly at the time of the eight and the eight plus uh, I generally carry a, by the way I I try to stay up with the iPhones uh, the releases on iPhones I don't necessarily am like a big user of them uh, but the example would be you know for my live streams on Amazon they they force me to use an iPhone because that's the app that they use uh, but the short answer is. I went for the 8 Plus as opposed to the 8 because of the screen real estate back then. Um, of course, they, you also had the wireless charging at the time. And of course, you had just, it was a 5.5 inch display with the massive chin and forehead. So imagine if they had taken out those sections and you would have had a massive display. I think that's where the uh, 10R, no, the, the iPhone 10 Max was released. So I'm with you, definitely. Really, really nice. Um, so I do believe generally that Google wanted to undercut the SE 2020 and priced it at the 4A at 350, which worked in their favor for consumers. And I think one thing that we want to keep in mind that I didn't get a chance to mention in my video, at the time of release, the first release, the first batch of the 3A, uh, no, I think it was Best Buy. Best Buy was giving you a gift card, a $100 gift card when you bought the 399 Pixel 3a. So in reality, even at launch, there was options for 299 back then. It just, it was a temporary price cut uh, available through certain retailers. So those things were available and I really appreciate having those type of options. But I agree. Uh, Google, you know, iPhone get, set the bar and everybody just has to go under, right? They're, they're pretty much just like, look, this is our standard. The SE 2020 is our standard. And everybody's like, oh, let me see. I can do a little bit better. If they can hit the 5G model at 400, that's a different game. And that's a much better situation. I feel like a lot of people will jump on that. Uh, but it's definitely an amazing recipe this year for what they're getting. Um, let me see here. Where am I? Oh. Yeah, absolutely. And thank you. Thank you, Gary. Uh, 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 Greg, sorry for... Uh, for the comments and all that I would the super chat appreciate that effort always but no uh, yeah I 
I realized a couple of times a few weeks ago that um, the live stream is really, uh, my goal is to share with you guys, obviously, and, but it's really more of a conversation. We try to get in here. We're talking. We're, ta we're going through questions. We go, And I love answering all your questions and discussing things because you guys also bring a different pr uh, perspective into the, uh, you know, the view of how tech is and what is obviously important to you. Uh, should be something that I'm, I'm considering on my side, but also it's a conversation. That's the whole point of, of the show. So whenever we don't have a guest where we have a third person in and we're trying to talk to and we're trying to go through the, you know, the normal, um, I call it the guest mode, the best way to explain it, because we have obviously a new guest that we, we work with and we try to answer some of the questions. So this time, the other times that we're together, it's always just us hanging out and, and kicking it with everybody in there. Uh, so uh, Aditya, not sure I got the joke there, but uh, I, yes, no, it's a little bit hard with uh, when it comes to the Exynos model. So um, in the UK, uh, the S10 did not come in the same processor as the uh, European model, obviously, uh, the American model. So that's one of the big differences as well. Uh, Greg speaks for all of us. <laughs> James Fargo, definitely. Uh, it's crazy that Google, sorry, so Scott R is mentioning is it's crazy that Google has not released its new update yet and, uh, and kills its flagship before it's released. So I'm assuming you're talking about the, the Android 11 update and then of course uh, releases the 4A, which in a certain way, obviously you're mentioning is that it could be competing with the Pixel 5 and the Pixel 4A 5G. Um, at the end of the day, the Pixel 4A was always intended to be a budget-friendly phone. Uh, the 730G is by no means a very powerful processor, but you're right. The combination that we got with this one is very enticing. Now, one thing to keep in mind is because we don't have a 5G modem attached to this, the price point for this SOC or the processor that we have in the 3A and the 4A is a lot less. So Google's able to reduce the price and appreciate that market there. Uh, they did release a 4G LTE phone in 2020 where everybody's jumping on the 5G bandwagon. Again, a counterintuitive thing. But those are the reasons why this device is succeeding so well. Where I feel like the 5G version of the 4A as well as the Pixel 5 will need to do more to give us what we want. And I think that's where it's going to come down to the camera department. Throw in a wide-angle lens. Even if they do put in a mid-ranger, I think that will still be more enticing. Uh, now, the Android 11 beta is not available on the Pixel 4, which is available uh, on the Pixel 4a, which was surprising to me. I tried to register it because I wanted to see how does this hardware perform with with the Android 11, but it's not. So we don't have a way of really seeing how the new benefits are going to be there. Um, I do appreciate having that the Pixel 3a with the 660 can still perform as good as the 730 in general, but I feel like the 730G is a gaming processor, so it's a good processor for what we want on the general daily usage. 4G is pretty fast. We have a lot of storage. We don't have expandable storage, but we do have a lot of storage and more RAM. So uh, in a way, I, I think as long as they're able to give us what we want, because they didn't give us that wide angle lens on the 5, that could be the ticket. That could be the reason why people will jump on the 5 over the 4A. Not the 4A 5G, the 4A. But I'm with you on that one, Scott. Uh, where, okay, so I was, uh, Aditya, okay, so uh, IR9080 was responding back. Uh, oh, so here, uh, Goran Petrovic. Hey, Goran, haven't seen you for a while, man. Uh, TechCrunch purchase face. <laughs> uh, yeah, no. Uh, did a Note 20 Ultra hands-on. After five or 10 minutes of using the camera, phone felt toasty um, on the top and around the camera. Um, I can confirm that there was some type of experiment, uh, experiences, things like that, uh, that I had when I was, you know, when I was trying it out yesterday. Um, but I attributed it to be the weather situation because it was also a, a warm day and we were outside. Um, 
that more than likely it's the processor where you know that most of us most processors are generally sitting um the best way to describe it so uh, most pcbs or most devices in general they, they follow a same practice the battery is sitting mostly at the bottom so the majority of the bottom part is no circuitry there'll be a small uh, some kind of pcb sitting at the bottom like a small circuit board basically for the bottom processing uh, you know the speaker the charging port and so on but it's generally a small one 90 percent of the the main heavy lifting for the processor is sitting at the top so the battery is here so when they're feeling the heat it's that's generally the processor pulling in uh some of the uh the, the, the benefits there not sure why there's increased temperature but again uh they're probably holding their phone not in a normal way where they normally use it if we have a case on the phone most of us do uh, that little bit of a change in temperature will not be a big issue i don't think it got to the point where it was very uncomfortable it just got a little bit warm from what i experienced it uh did, do you know if he specifically mentioned that the battery uh, or that the uh processor was overheating a lot or was it just warm to the touch uh Yes, no, Exo oh, this is an Exynos version too, which that I, I can't even speak to that one. I can tell you that the Qualcomm one does have a little bit of warming as well. Um, oh, hey, Juan Carlos, I see that Amazon makes you use an iPhone. Uh-oh. Everybody didn't comment on it. Juan Carlos is the one that jumps on. Yes, uh, first, good morning, sabaho, my buddy. Uh, and then, yes, um, in, in all of my discussions with them, I'm always first thing I ask is like, when is the app, when is the Android app coming out? Why are you making me use an iPhone? I said, I don't use it on a daily. The only reason I keep my iPhone charged and on my desk is because if you guys haven't seen, uh, checked it out, Thursday nights are generally my live stream nights over on the Amazon influencer program. Although that's going to be changing a little bit and I'll, and I'll keep you guys posted once I know more. Uh, but the general uh, consensus there is I needed and I, I, I could not initiate my live stream without going into the creator app that's on an iPhone and only on an iPhone or an iPhone or an iPad. And I can't launch it. There's no desktop app. There's no Android app. There's no way to initiate it. Even though I'm using OBS and I'm using a, a Windows PC here to do all of my stuff. I still, I only have the ability of seeing go live on the Amazon uh, influencer program on Amazon live through an iPhone. So it, it's, uh, I don't, I don't know. I, I think most companies fall into the, the general, um, the general safe zone of it's easier to develop for iOS. So we will go with iOS. More people have iPhones. We will develop it for iPhones. Well, believe it or not, creators are not all iPhone users. Creators in general, especially content creators and, and influencers, uh, you know, will use different phones, will change different devices uh, as time goes on because they are experimenting, experimenting and trying different tech. So I feel like locking yourself into one ecosystem is hard. Uh, Amazon's answer to me for the last six months is we're working on it. We'll have to see when that comes out. Um, and and uh, Juan Carlos knows my uh, my my endeavors there. Of course, um, this time for Juan Carlos, we have uh, Vegeta sitting in here. Goku's facing the other way. I normally, for some reason, I usually have uh, Vegeta show up or Goku show up. Um, yeah, agree. Okay, yeah, sorry, DT is answering right there. I uh, hope you're doing well, Juan, uh, uh, JC. I saw you last night on the live stream over on Tech Odyssey, and uh, that was a love. Uh, that was that, I could not believe that you guys went for that long Friday night. I thought it was like it didn't feel that long, but by the time you guys were closing it at the end with the microphone issue a little bit, that just yeah, it was a little bit off. Um, my vision based movement, Vegeta. <laughs> Dude, we got it. We got to create the Vegeta and Goku mug. I'll send one to you, and then we'll be able to do it. Whenever you have you over on the show, uh, we'll have those two mugs sitting in there. We'll do the whole Power Twins activate kind of thing. <laughs> uh, 
the the treks the treks of the tech chat yes <laughs> he jumps in you know he's incognito he goes in uh all a lot of us uh really really enjoying yeah, especially when, when juan carlos is always a fun guy to hang out with thank you very much gary for the super sticker right there i appreciate it guys uh it, it is a lot of stuff going on i can tell you that um I, yes no definitely uh yogesh uh yogesh uh definitely thank you very much the fusion this uh, Aditya, you're joking about it, but Juan Carlos and I did talk about actually practicing the fusion dance. We need to work that mechanism so we can do it on camera, and then that'll be our transition into the show. We'll start like fusion. Da! Wait, sorry. Okay, Juan Carlos, you're doing the fusion dance, right? You need to match my energy level, and we need to just kind of connect. We'll do it together. Um, so a lot of things were going on this week. There was a lot of information for a, a beginning of August, I would say, but it's almost like Techtober again. Um, there's a lot of things going on at the in reality the, I was surprised. Uh, there were certain things that surprised me about the note 20 line of devices, uh, namely the fact that in history, in history, we've, we have a, two new main things that Samsung decided to do that I'm not necessarily hundred percent on board with, but again, this isn't something that I make sense. We have a smaller battery on the, uh, on the ultra than we have it on the S. Um, we have, uh, basically just the uh, the expectations of us being okay with having smaller battery we do have a better processor but then we have such a, a dissemination of uh support european models got the same processor as earlier in the year samsung already knows of the big difference between performance between the, the 865 and the 990 and they still pushed forward and they still gave that device it's almost like the, again they should have gone 855 865 across the board uh, not go to the 865 and save some money on that upgrade and then provide everybody the same experience. So it's one of those things, uh, tap dancing one, uh, man, Aditya is killing me. Uh, oh, okay. So here, uh, James Parker, does anybody, does anyone have a fix for the parsing errors of incompatible with versions on KitKat? Um, any exposed module that would modify the build prop. My, uh, my son wants to, uh, play PUBG on the phone, but no longer supported on his device. Um, I, I have to double check on that. I don't, I don't think there is an option. Uh, there's a module that, uh, that automatically modifies that. Uh, I, I generally don't, I don't re so I'm going to be very honest. I don't actually even have a device that runs KitKat on my device, uh, to be able to run, uh, to get it. My only thing I would say is if you're running a custom ROM anyways, or if you're running a custom recovery, since it sounds like that's what you have to be able to get, ex get exposed running there. Has there been an option at all of maybe having a custom ROM that runs a newer version of Android for your son's phone? Cause that could just fix your problem a lot easier than trying to modify the existing system. Uh, it does go obviously a little bit more work into backing up and restoring, but I feel like it'll be a cleaner install and much better and even faster, especially if you can get a good custom kernel running for it. Uh, obviously, all of that without necessarily knowing what phone your son has. Um, so in, in the quick, simple way, it's it's definitely an improvement of what over what we saw last year. It's the new note. It's the best note. Uh, the impressions is it's solid built. The material on the back is actually very much a, a fingerprint resistant. So there's no way to smudge that sucker. Um, it's a bigger phone though. It's definitely much bigger, which I was I was hoping that it wasn't going to be as bigger than the Note 20, the S20. I felt that the S20 was already a big phone and it took me a while to get used to using it. Having that be a smaller version than the Note 20 Ultra is a little bit of a concern, but uh, it, it depends really on the on the end user's uh, expectations. Uh, obviously, it's the best of all devices that are coming out. It'll support all the new things in there. 
uh, not a lot of improvements done uh, in the overall UI function. I think some of the stuff that we saw with the software obviously will come down to earlier versions. So like the, the Microsoft companion option there, those things are going to come down. Dex, wireless Dex will definitely be up downloaded as an upgrade. Is that's that was just like a long time overdue. We should have had wireless decks. At the time where Huawei had the EMUI desktop wireless for years, this should not have should not have been a standard. I think Samsung lost the um the requirement that they wanted us to buy Dex, uh, Dex docking stations. And they realized that people just found different ways to get it to activate Dex. And now they even have Dex running on their Tab S7 as an actual UI interface. So I feel like it's it's there's a lot of improvements. It's a good, I think it's a move in the right direction. And obviously makes me more excited for the next SS line. But um, I'll have more, more content on that hopefully next week for you guys definitely to cover that and give you guys more of an impression on that as well. Um, <laughs> Matt Tyler with the super chat. Thank you very much. Hashtag TKR Bay and uh, hashtag some punchable face. <laughs> the fusion bros. Uh, we should make a shirt on that. Uh, Matt and I were talking over on Twitter and, and Matt was showing me some uh, designs of uh, like a shirt for my for my channel and stuff. And I think we should just do we should do a, a shirt like that. Juan Carlos and I and just hang out. And I really hope at some point um, in the near future, you know, uh, Juan Carlos and I will be able to get a chance to hang out again. We haven't, we haven't had a chance. We haven't hung out for a long time. Like this, like in the, for the rate that we normally go with, which is generally every few months, this is the longest. And obviously, rightfully so. But I'm just, you know, Juan Carlos. I just want to comment on that. Oh man, nice co a cup of coffee and tea at the same time. Uh. Oh, so here, so Depeche is commenting. So I used to use the Nokia N73. Oh man, the sliding phones. Uh, from last, from the, for the last 15 years, it's a very durable phone. Uh, hope one of the smartphones breaks, uh, may, oh, comes into mind. Fingers crossed, a 4R OnePlus Nord. Uh, let's let's see how performance with uh, cuts down on that price. I think the reality is Nord was intended to, to give you guys an experiment, not experiment, an experience of what OnePlus can offer at a lower price. I think that's always been what Nord was going to give us. They needed a mid-ranger. They needed to compete in the 700 series processors. And I think Nord is doing quite well. The, the price that we have here is based on a lot of different factors, and I think they can definitely improve it. Uh, I do hope that at some point, maybe we'll be able to see some more like sliding phones closer to what we Nokia used to be in the past. Uh, and of course, more options in that market, and maybe even a successor to the OnePlus X. See, actually, the actual successor to that one. So we'll have to see. Um, Juan Carlos, uh, Sophie's choice is Note 20 for 999 or V60 plus dual screen plus Wacom plus 256 SD card. That's a tough choice, my friend. It's almost like you're you're stacking the cards on the actual good side. Um, no, absolutely. I think the Note 20 is a tough sale uh, to, to for anybody. And I think it was designed to be that way. I think the way they approached the Note 20 was very much a... Um, like if you want to get into the Note and you want to be able to get the Note experience but not get all the best benefits of the Note, I think the Note 20 does that. I mean, slightly smaller battery. We still have reverse wireless charging. The refresh rate, the uh, you know, the cameras are not exactly the same but still good. It's just it's a tough sell when you consider the fact that you're right. The V60 is right next to that. And the difference between the 865 and the A65 Plus are not enough for us to say that this is even worth a conversation to, to jump from one to the other. 
uh, 5G support on both. Of course, we have stereo speakers, dual display, pen input, all of the stuff that uh, Juan Carlos is mentioning there for the V60 are hands down a great option. If you're in a market where you're able to pick up the V60, I think it's a great option to consider. And I wouldn't necessarily even say that Note 20 is an option. If you're thinking Note 20, the V60 in the US should be the, mecha, the should be the option you go with because you you spend less at 899 for 200 less and you're getting it with the case the pen that uh, the wacom pen that we're talking about you can get it as cheap as 25 bucks off of amazon it's still an option and the velvet has that too it's really it's it's really hard sell um so uh what sorry what i meant uh, uh the doodle uh, doodle x uh, the doodle xenos uh in 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 for hopefully i'm seeing it correctly uh, what I meant is, did did the S4 tab also include DeX as a UI, or is it just you plug in DeX to get DeX on a TV? I'm talking about actually running DeX as the actual UI for the system itself. I, I'm, I'll be honest that I haven't had, I haven't been using Samsung tabs for a while, uh, mostly because they're too expensive, and I didn't feel like they kind of justified. But the Tab S7 Plus, uh, specifically with the 120 hertz refresh rate, is is very appealing. Finally, an Android tablet that is competing at the hertz or the refresh rate that what we expect uh, with the pen input, the in-display fingerprint sensor, a whole bunch of things that we want. And I feel like it's a true, um, let's say a true Chromebook uh, competitor. Not to say that it's not running Android, obviously, since it is running Android, but it's because of the flavoring and the options that we get with Samsung's software that it truly makes this very versatile. The ability of running Android as a default option and then switching it over to running Dex as a full laptop experience, I think this is a great option as well. Uh, Gore, I think what what I, what what Juan Carlos is mentioning is I think it's realistically if you are considering the Note 20, you are going in with a more tailored experience. And I think at at a thousand dollars, if you're if you're really looking for a good experience, multiple displays, a lot, expandable options. You don't again, you don't have expandable memory. The V60 is a great option to be able to consider. I don't really think it's a very far off. Uh, analogy for people to consider at that price point. I think if you're going to the Ultra, there's a little bit different there. There, You're looking at a different experience there. There's a lot more stuff to go with the Ultra on top of the camera setup that you get there. Uh, the one thing I didn't get a chance to play around with uh, was unfortunately to take a lot of video with it, so I didn't get a chance to play with there. Uh, but from what I saw, at least the focus issue that was on the S20 Ultra was fixed. So that was absolutely fantastic there. Uh, TK, TK Bay is the man. I, okay, thanks, man. I appreciate it, Greg. Oh, man. Upgrading from the Tab S4 to the S7 Plus. I think I think that's a great option. Yeah, no, uh, this. Uh, I think it's a great... The one thing that I wasn't able to... Uh, I saw a buddy of mine and Juan Carlos... Uh, buddy and uh, Juan Carlos and I's buddy, uh, name is Tachaka. Uh, he has an, he's been posting on Instagram um, about all of his uh, experiments and usage of the Tab S, uh, Tab S7 Plus. Uh, and I've been actually really excited to see on some of the stuff that he has. Unfortunately, it's a time thing. So he has it for a certain amount of time. I'm not sure how long he'll be able to keep it, but definitely one of those two to keep in mind. And I was actually being, oh, he's trying to be nice. <laughs> Juan Carlos. I know, I know, guys. Uh, $600 for the Note 10 Plus uh, and buy a good 600 uh, <laughs> motorbike. So you get options. Yeah, no, the Note 10 Plus is actually very capable. And I think I, I don't really think there's a real reason for us to jump on the bandwagon and say, yeah, Note 20 is the only thing to go. Uh, if you're able to pick up a Note 10 Plus, uh, definitely I would go with that. Not the Note 10 Lite. That is a different device. Uh, but I think the Note the Note line is definitely 
it holds its own at least for two years, a two-cycle process. The 855 to the 865, there's an improvement. Uh, I think there is a Note 10 5G model as well if you do want to pick that up. Um, although I don't think that one will be for 600. And that one featuring the X52 modem, it's kind of like what OnePlus did with the uh, OnePlus 7T Pro McLaren edition. They get, they did bring in 5G to that with uh, basically just the low-band support for 5G. Uh, Juan Carlos, you being... <laughs> sarcastic cranky and i believe you man yeah no you guys you guys are kicking it all the time i i really appreciate it. <laughs> now you guys are just egging each other oh man so with that being said my impressions of the pixel 4a right now i honestly think it's it's the phone to beat at that price point um I've, I really, like, with the pictures that I took between that and, and the Nord, I really felt like I would look at the pictures and I would look at the nature. Like, I would actually look at what I'm taking a picture of. The Pixel consistently took true to life, true images, great exposure images off on a, on a $350 phone. Uh, and I Nord took great pictures. There was no problem with the pictures. It just, I felt like the, the processing on them is a little bit off. I didn't run a... Um, what is it called? I, I did not try to find a mod to try to install the Google cam or the G cam on Nord because I didn't feel that that would be a good experiment. The experiment is to see how this Nord actually out of the box performs, which is what most people will use. And how does the pixel out of the box perform? So those are the things I wanted to use. And again, the benefits of what we get there. Uh, I do think the Nord has a leg up with the wide angle lens. There's just no other way to say it. It, they, it just has more function when it comes down to that camera. But is that something that you're looking for? And is that something that you should be concerned for? Um, I hope again that the Pixel 5 will definitely fix that. I think that'll be one of those things we we see. Um, if someone had to have a Note, uh, a Note phone, uh, the Note 10 Plus is what I would recommend. Absolutely. And, uh, and the, the standard Note 20, uh, it's just better value for the premium service and what you're getting with it. I think it just, you have to also remember, uh, there is the, uh, the, the top of the line, everything under the sun kind of stuff kind of going on. And I feel like those are great things to have, not to say that it's not. If you have the budget and this is something that you're looking for, you should do that. But the reality on a day-to-day basis, a lot of the features, a lot of the bells and whistles that a lot of the uh, extra stuff that we get in there end up basically putting being put to the side. You may play with them at the, uh, at the beginning, but it's, at some point or another, you start getting into a routine into what you need out of the phone and you just get into that function. And at the end of the day, you want it to be able to take great pictures. You want to be able to snap a video here and there, uh, a display that is responsive, that you're able to use to communicate, send and receive messages, a front-facing camera that is good. Um, and of course, support, post-sales support is what we all want. And for that reason, I feel like the Pixel 3a and the Pixel 4a meet that. I mean, it's a $300 or $400 phone from last year that is running Android 11 beta 3. Not that many devices in this price point even say they can run the, uh, the Android 11 beta, supported by Google nonetheless. So to me, that's definitely a big win there. Um Chemi's uh, mentioning, uh, my main problem with Samsung is that their devices feel old after a year. Uh, the experience isn't as good in the long term. And I feel like this is something that Samsung's dealt with over time. They're getting better at providing post-sales support. Now updates are pushed a lot faster. Uh, we no longer have that massive delay between carrier and unlocked models for Samsung, but Samsung's actually pushing out updates. For the longest time in the past, they didn't have that. And it depends on where you are, but I think the overall experience, yes, Time as time goes on, with so many other things on top of the Android ecosystem, like this. so, you go with the standard uh, Android build, and then you add the skin, and then the customizations, and then patch updates and updates as time goes on. 
things are going to start slowing down. You're, you, that's why you need so much more RAM on a device that runs, uh, you know, one UI than you needed when it runs stock Android. You know, six gigs can fly, and even four gigs can actually do pretty well on the Pixel 3a without any problems. So you have to appreciate what Samsung is doing, but you also understand why, why Samsung needs a bigger playing ground to play with right there. Um, SM, oh, SMJs, thank you. Thank you very much for the super chat, bud. I appreciate it very, very, very much there. Um, so just did the just did the test uh, that you guys should do one month ago. I bought the Xperia One Mark II uh, II and tested it uh, with the, uh, against the my Note Ten. It's it's typically the same uh, in picture quality. Just spent a thousand dollars for nothing. Note Ten's the best. There's a few things that can be said about that. If you're talking about auto mode and you're just comparing Note Ten to uh, Xperia One Mark II, that may be a case. I unfortunately don't have either of the devices. Actually, I'm waiting for my Xperia One Mark II. Hopefully next week. Um, the, the short answer is Xperia does go way more on the other options. The, the Xperia one II or Mark II, when you go into professional photography can take, it, it takes the, there's no question about it. The, the, the note 10 can't really hold a lot of, uh, you know, uh, it can't really hold a lot of, uh, image quality processing there. The focus level on the II, the ability of taking images, the consistent burst shots, a lot of that stuff you really should compare when you're doing a comparison between the two. But if you're just talking auto mode with the standard default camera app, that may be a statement that you can you can definitely compare there. Um, rendering 4K video on a Pixel 4a, I saw that I saw that post. Uh, got no complaints. Mid rangers are brutally good these days. Absolutely. And the update on the uh, um, the the new update that we got with PowerDirector on uh, on mobile, I'm I'm loving it. I'm loving the new timeline, the new options, the new design. By far, very happy that they're still supporting it. But again, 730G is not a slouch. They, this is an upgrade from last year's 660. They didn't decide to go with a six, uh, you know, 670 or a 660. Uh, I think we have other options on the market in 2020 that are still using that processor. Uh, some some true statements I ever said. Of course, no, absolutely. Um, so what do you think of the Realme X50 Pro? I haven't had a chance to use it yet. I've been trying to get my hands on one of them. Um, I don't know if anybody in the chat knows or has used the Realme S50 Pro. Uh, I, I think Realme as, as a brand, as a sub-brand of Oppo is definitely one of those uh, uh, definitely budget-friendly, really good experiences. And of course, just overall, that's going to be what you're going for. So I feel like as long as that's what you're expecting, I feel like that's the best way to go. I don't have enough of an experience with the Realme devices, sadly. Uh, Xiaomi uh, with the Redmi is, I think, the best, the, the only ones I was able to get uh, from them. Uh, What's your uh, soft spot for smart? Uh, okay, what, what's your soft spot for smartwatches? What's the minimum features and max price would you be able to pay? Um, so smartwatches for me are interesting because I've and I've been on the bandwagon ever since we used to have actual Android running on them, and I mean that by means of the main manufacturers. There are still Android watches now that are running full versions of Android uh, aftermarket ones. It's the flexibility. The ability of doing most of the stuff that we can do on our smartphone, on the watch, and not having to pick up my phone all the time. Most of the time when I pick up my phone is because I got a notification and I want to be able to take care of it without having to just take out the phone and do a whole bunch of stuff to it. Smartwatches gets, give us that function. You believe answering calls, answering messages, sending messages, sending calls. And with smartwatches getting LTE connectivity, at least in the US, the carrier connect your main line to the smartwatch so that you can actually leave the phone at home, still get your calls, still get your text messages. And for the most part, get a good experience where, you know, working with your phone from the watch. And I think that's the main benefit. I think the fact that the smartwatches are starting to hit, uh, they're, they're becoming more expensive than mid-range or smartphones is a little bit of a stretch. Uh, 
what I mean by this is this phone is $399, uh, $350. This watch is $429, and it doesn't even do half of what this does. So to me, it would be like, does it make sense? So I feel like smartwatches need to be around the two to $300 maximum. I don't think they need to be that much. Minimum set of requirements is the ability to actually work as a smartwatch. I don't want my watch to look like a watch and give me notification like a smart band or like a fitness band, meaning just notifications and I can't respond. Give me the ability of responding to notifications. Give me good battery life, at least one day, solid good day, maybe two days uh, as a good experience. I think that's a good for, for me. Because when you get the two-day mark, by the way, you're able to use it overnight to, to do that nighttime tracking if you want to do that. They, a lot of them you know, boost these things and they'll say, yeah, you could do it. But then if you have to charge your watch every night, that's the point. You take off the watch off your wrist, you lose that functionality. So at least two-day battery, response functionality, some, some apps, and of course, some customizations for watch faces and keep it within two to $300. Uh, that, that would be my recommendation and my standard or like around the, uh, the average that I would like to keep it at. Let me see where I am here. Um, what is the haptic feedback like on the Pixel 4a? I think it's been decent. The The vibration motor is actually not bad. It's not the best, but it definitely like response level is actually pretty good. I like it very much. Uh, Juan Carlos, I don't know if you uh, if you have any comments on that one as well. Um, what would you consider, uh, sorry here, what would you consider the best backup app on rooted devices? Titanium. For me, Titanium has always been the best uh, because of the simplicity and the functionalities, backup and restore, uh, and also the ability of creating image files. So that the, as a, and also opening up. Uh, so from a standard like multifunction, I feel like Titanium for me has always been the best. Uh, but uh, I, I would definitely be open to checking out some other ones as well. Uh, Davin Davis, uh, hey man, good morning, good morning. Uh, actually, take that back. It's good afternoon. It's twelve thirty. I just realized that uh, the Xperia 1ii doesn't get credit for being the great phone uh, without the camera, I feel like. The battery life is, uh, is phenomenal. Seven hours plus SOT, 36 hours plus standby time on the regular feels great. And so just to kind of give you guys a point of reference, he's actually talking from experience. He has He's had his for over a month, and I'm so jealous because he actually got it. He imported, I think you imported it from the, uh, from the UK, if I'm not mistaken. So he imported his device and he's been using it. So the reality, yes, there's a lot of people that are not talking a lot or enough about the Xperia 1 II or 1 uh, Xperia 1 Mach 2. Um, it's hard to compare it when you're using the standard default auto mode camera. That's I feel like Sony needs to do a little bit better uh, explaining and giving the options to users to understand that even though we give you an auto camera, that's not the best way to get our cameras to work the best. There needs to be an option basically where uh, you can allow people to use the pro mode. So the cinema pro, the photography pro, uh, those are the ones that I think a lot of people will appreciate. And of course, on top of the fact that you're able to get massive long battery and a 4k display, it's a 4k panel guys. It, no 10, it's not even close. It's a 1080p panel. So it's one of those things you want to keep in mind. I appreciate that. Thank you. Uh, I might not be the guy. Oh, sorry. So uh, Matt's saying, I might not be the guy. Let's see if I can get a hold of one. Uh, you, one can borrow it for the channel. I appreciate that, man. Um, real, oh, the, the Realme X50 Pro. I think that's what he meant. Yeah, I, I, I gathered what you meant because I think you were referencing uh, the other one. Uh, Goran saying, hey, da hey, Davin. Uh, I see uh, one peeking into the chat. Pretty cool. Hey, Goran, Davis, David. Davin Davis is in. Um, 
Okay, so here, so the the uh, the Realme X50 Pro is a phone that got into India for about thirty thousand thirty thousand uh, rupees. So this is roughly the right the price point of the Pixel 4a right now that's going in with the Snapdragon 855 Plus, six point five inch AMOLED display, four thousand milliamp battery. I'm assuming this is supposed to four hundred a fifty watt charging, and of course quad camera setup with stereo speakers with three five mm jack. I think it's a great opportunity to be able to, to to check it out. From the specs alone, it sounds like it's a great beast to be able to get into. Uh, now, it sounds like there, it doesn't have 5G on it, which is not a big issue. Uh, it's a massive display. Again, 4,000 milliamp with 50-watt charging, which means it'll charge pretty quickly. Uh, quad camera setup. I'm hoping the camera the camera science is what we expect from both, you know, like the higher level model. They brought those down. So I definitely appreciate what, what it has to offer, but it, it ends up having to be the usability and how does the software perform um, on the actual system. So, right, Jinter? Uh, and just heads up, thank you very much for the super chat. I appreciate that very much as well right before this one. Uh, so I think the device... As it stands, it's a good competitor. I think if you're competing with what it offers, this is kind of closer to what you're seeing with the Nord, right? So closer to the 28,000 rupee uh, Nord. So I would actually compare those two together and see if this is something that you would consider because realistically, OnePlus, for me, from history of just using OnePlus devices, I feel like will give you the better experience overall. It's not as fast on the charging, but you still have that 4,100 milliamp battery. So it's roughly the same battery. You're getting uh, the 765, which... Arguably, obviously, it's not as fast as the H55 Plus, but it depends on what you're doing. If it's gaming that you want and you know high performance, I feel like you should go with the Realme. If you're looking for more of a usability support over time, and of course updates and you know access to the OnePlus ecosystem with the beta channels, I feel like Nord should be something that you can consider. But it sounds like it's a great device from the features that you're looking at. H55 Plus is a beast. Um, I wonder how much RAM though. You didn't mention that one in there, but again, um, around thirty thousand rupees is not that bad. Uh, for the price point of what you're getting there. Uh, Aditya. Oh, yes, yes, yeah, 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 yeah. No, no. Before I forget too far. Okay, guys, let's let's get a chance to do I I forget. So uh, Aditya, uh, I, I see what he's doing. He saw the timing. Uh, so let's go ahead and do screen share. Let's see if this thing can do well. So by the way, the screen now is a 4K screen here from where it was last year. See if we can get better images. Whoa. Oh my God. Oh my God. Let's see here. Where, where is your comment? Let me sketch. So we're going to take out the comment from Aditya and boom, <laughs> the TKception. Boom. <laughs> I like it. I like it. Yeah. Thanks. And Chemi's also kind of jumping into that one. That always, I, I, I love that one, man. It's, it's fun. I, and I, you're right. I, I, I have to keep in mind and remember it. Uh, Xperia is also, oh, so yeah, uh, Juan Carlos is jumping. So Xperia also has a monster for video and gaming. Absolutely, yes. That aspect ratio for the Xperia 1 Mark II is just phenomenal for gaming. Because of the wider display, your hands don't don't cover the main part of the game. You're not in the middle of your game with your fingers. So controls sit on the side. We have the HS pa uh, power control function there to be able to allow pass-through power for the power in there. You have an actual headphone jack on the phone. A lot of things can be said. And again, I'm not trying to bag on the Note 10 or, or, or even just saying that it's not a good device. I'm just saying from a comparison standpoint, you, you have to look at the entire package because the camera alone in auto mode is not necessarily the only option. Uh, and I feel like the Xperia, especially the Xperia 1 Mark II, did so much to improve over last year. And this is a theme that I'm seeing with quite a few companies this year. They're listening to their user base and they're improving on the content that they're providing. They're not just giving us iterative upgrades. They're giving us substantial improvements over last year. So definitely very nice. Uh, 
Matt Tyler's has just finished up using the Realme X2 Pro, and it's an absolute beast. Uh, the phone has, it's a 350 uh, pounds for 256 gigs, 12 gigs of RAM, um, and he definitely has one. Yeah, so Matt's been playing around with some nice phones, definitely. Um, Samsung's third generation of products, of features, and uh, updates. Tab S4 has casting, mirroring, uh, DLNR, DLNR um, and of course, uh, to Samsung TVs. Great features. Keep, uh, keep tabs uh, fresh and easy running uh, One UI 2.1. No, it, again, they've learned their lessons. Samsung is improving their game when it comes to update and providing features. So that's absolutely the best feature. Uh, and my hope is they continue doing so. I think that's the main thing. I don't want them to stop. I want them to continue across most of their devices, not just the flagships, because I realize the Tab S4 is obviously one of their higher end. The S7 is a higher end. I want to be able to see that also on the Note line and the Note Lite uh, model, specifically like the new ones that they're starting to push. Uh, Ipka is uh, the X2 is a real great have one Realme uh, Realme six I got 160 uh, euro and it's unbelievable no absolutely uh, and and Xiaomi um, the you know there's a lot of things coming out on the market right now uh, Oppo and Xiaomi are putting out a lot of devices and the Realme and the uh, and the Redmi line of devices are very busy especially in areas that are not in the U S which is surprising because we don't get any of those um, so Greg uh, TK is everyone going to I hope everybody has a great day. Thank you, Greg. I appreciate. It. Oh yeah, that's right, guys. We're we're hitting the two hour mark. Uh, I'll I, I do apologize. Yes. Uh, so last one right here from Davin Davis. Um, I'm disappointed that uh, in the Note 20, thought it was a miss for uh, versus the Note 10. I think if you're if you're considering getting a Note 20 this year, there's a few options you need to take a look at. I think the Note 20 Ultra is where it's going to be because they did a lot of improvements over the Note uh, the S20 Ultra, which is the issue with the one the 108 megapixel camera. But I think what we start looking at uh, the actual options in here, uh, a lot of people need to basically start fixing some of those. Uh, so, you know, they need to consider other options, like like you said, like the V60. I think Juan Carlos may have been joking about it, but I think at the end, uh, it's definitely uh, really, uh, really interesting to, to see things. And uh, uh, Tech Prime, I do appreciate you commenting and I appreciate the support, but but uh, uh, just if you don't mind, I, I think we, we, we saw the note. Um, uh, I think the Note 10 Lite versus the Note 20, it's, it's not a real comparison, mostly because the Note 10 Lite is running an older processor, an Exynos processor. So it, it's, it's basically a mid-ranger where the Note 20 is running the flagship processor. I realized that there are Note devices, but the feature set wasn't uh, always in the same point. So I feel like Samsung's mostly trying to focus for people to just jump onto that. It just They wanted people to go to the Note 20 Ultra. I think that's probably why also a lot of their review units are R20 Ultras, not Note 20, uh, not standard ones. Yeah, no, thank you. Uh, th thank you, Tech Prime. Appreciate and appreciate it, DTF, for jumping in as well on that one. Um, so with that being said, uh, first and foremost, again, thank you very much. Be safe. Uh, yeah, no, I, so I'm, I'm with I'm with Davin on that one. Uh, I love poly polycarbonate as much as the next guy for $1,000, uh, but I don't think that that's going to be realistic for a $1,000 phone. Yes, no, the build material needs to be uh, in working much better. Uh, so the casting on, uh, by the way, the casting on monitors on TVs from Samsung it, it is the DLNA option has been available for some time. Uh, you could have even used uh, like Google casting uh, and to be able to cast over to Chromecasts um, or any other devices. There are other apps on the market that allowed you to do some of those. But yeah, the seamless transition between the tablet and the display and the bigger monitors have always been nice. Samsung plays well with each other. That's it's always appreciated. Uh, 
it, it's a little bit so tech uh, for tech prime's comment it's a little bit hard for somebody to be able to uh, justify a device that goes for about $500 comparing it to a $1000 device especially when it's not even the same uh, camera setup so just keep that in mind um Yes, now James Parker, appreciate that, guys. Thank you very much. Like and subscribe as usual. And of course, be safe. Uh, if it is a heat wave that's going through your area, please stay warm uh, or stay cool, actually, the opposite side. Um, in the US, if you don't know about it, make sure you find out if there's any cooling centers that you guys are, have access to if you're not able to stay cool at your own place. And of course, uh, try to be, you know take care of yourself, take care of your family, check in on your friends. And, um, and of course, let me know, of course, what do you guys think? And of course, I'll see you guys soon. Um, a few things coming up for next week. Uh, Amazon Live may not happen on Thursday. Again, there's a few things going on with Amazon that I need to figure out. Uh, but if hopefully I'll have a, a couple of content videos there. The video on the you know Note 20 line stuff, we're going to talk about it. Uh, the Nord versus the Pixel 4a, definitely a video that I wanted to be able to put together there. I feel like it's a good competition, especially for the market that that's going to be going on for. Um, more content on the watch. It seems like it's actually a hit. I, I never released a video at 1030 at night before in my life. And it's actually doing well, uh, so which it's. Uh, I'm, I'm hoping it keeps going that way. I feel like a lot of people focused on all of the other accessories and all the other stuff from Samsung, but nobody's talking about the watch. So hopefully this will be the thing to hit uh, and trying to get the get back into the groove uh, for sure. So like and subscribe. Be safe, Aditya, uh, Goran, appreciated. Matt, uh, Sam, of course. I didn't get a chance. I'm hoping you were in there. Uh, Juan Carlos, of course. Thank you, thank you very much for hanging out. A buddy of mine. We need to we need to chat again. And I think we should do something around the Pixel 4a. I feel like this is something that we can both enjoy playing around with. Um, and uh, with everybody else, with Scott, uh, Gary, the fireman. Uh, you know, again, a lot of you guys were here spending your Saturday afternoon, evening, and even early morning hanging out with us here over on the channel i'll see you guys very soon be safe like and subscribe sabaho good morning good day and to everybody in the comments sabaho ahlan masal khair inshallah khair and we will see each other on the next chat in the next video and of course all over the socials tkdsl 8655 of course don't forget across the podcast tomorrow afternoon with matt and sam the guys that sent over the chat uh, the nice shirt here the cool merch um, and of course, they're going to be up there at 1 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. And of course, uh, you know, other tech, uh, there is a small possibility I'm working with uh, Tech Odyssey to jump over on his uh, Friday afternoon uh, hangout kind of thing, like where Juan Carlos was on last night uh, to chat with him next Friday. So I'm working towards that and hopefully we'll see you guys then. Take care and uh, be safe.